Live from the 715 with Big Daddy. You fucking Viking. And Hollow. They peed on your fucking rug. Oh, people, people, people. Welcome back to Live from the 715. I'm your host, Big Daddy, along with my co-host, Hollow. We were planning on having Robert with us. Not going to happen. We've sent him several text messages, so he's probably DOA. Two o'clock, three o'clock, he'll be ready. What are you guys doing? Want to meet up for a drink? Yeah, and be like, dude, <laughs> we were drinking. I made us some beautiful Bloody Marys. Fully loaded Bloody yeah. Mary. Got a got a snack stick, some of those mozzarella whips, a pickled egg, some pickles. Is there even any Bloody Mary in it, or is it just a cup <laughs> filled with accoutrement? <laughs> oh, very good on the pronunciation. Sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Follow us on the old social medias at Facebook, on Facebook, and the Instagram. We've been pretty active as of late last couple months you were <laughs> well i am our social media manager let's just say this past week uh he overloaded everybody with a little bit of hey we had good time started on friday yeah follow us uh <laughs> at live from 715 and be a friend tell a friend let's get our listeners up to 50 listeners by the end of the year and nobody on. still came up with a name for our listeners yeah we, we still need a nickname for the og listeners and our crew so if you got a good idea, send it our way. I heard bar flies. That was decent. Yep. Uh, what was the other one I heard? I don't remember, but bar flies was probably the winner. So if you got a better one, bring it on in. Well, uh, eh, I don't know. Fourth of July, maybe we'll make a decision on what our what our tribe is called. Ah, <clears throat> are we going to be a sovereign? nation <laughs> yeah just like annie we haven't had an update in a long time for annie's campground she's probably mad she's right still now. missing warrant out for arrest right i know where she's hiding <laughs> the campground she, she's got tunnels <laughs> all over underneath that place she watched barbarian like i did and now i'm scared to get an airbnb <laughs> she's paying off right now the russian mafia don't worry we we'll keep you safe <laughs> she thought they were russian yeah really they're from estonia and <laughs> they're not exactly good at their profession Actually, they're from Pella. (laughs) They moved to Pella from Estonia. Uh, Shout out to uh, one of our great listeners, Shannon, for the mixture of uh, beer supply. Yeah, it gave us a little mixed six-pack here, and we're trying out... uh, There's a mimosa beer, Yeah, and it's called... The front looks like a wrestler Rey Mysterio's mask. Yeah. Let me see. I just see the word some pulp involved because it's you can taste the pulp pretty orangey yeah but uh orange can if i could find the fucking flashlight on my phone we'd be all good uh beer mosa is the name of it slushy series and it's like a chinese dragon looking face on it i'll put a picture on our old uh instagram for you to look at it what brewery is it out of it is a smoothie style berliner weiss Berlin. Wow. Badger State Brewing Company. Ah, there it is. I don't know. I, I like some of their stuff, but uh, like I said, I'm not a big IPA or craft beer guy. So right. Like Capital Brewing Company, the only one I could drink out of there the is Amber. their Amber Ale. Yep. That's all I can drink too out of that. Because they're really good, but all their other ones, I'm like, Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you? Haven't you heard of Bush Light? Just copy the recipe. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could be millionaires overnight. <laughs> And what makes somebody just act, you know, uh, breweries or even if you're just a small, I've got a great, I got a great idea for a new brew. What's that? 
well, I'm just saying like where the, they come up with these ideas, oh. you know, it just seems like it just continuously goes on and on and on. Yeah. Well, you know, you just, you take an old beer that wasn't doing well, put a new label on it and call it something else. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> Did you guys have that new beer? What's that? That wheat one that they just started tastes like this last one they had. Yeah. It tastes like they're horrible. One. They just put a new can on it for Christ's yeah. sake. New bright label. Yeah. The oh, other no, one this, was called uh, Chernobyl. This one's called Biohazard. <clears throat> Badger State Brewing Beer Mosa. Yeah. That's a fucking breakfast beer if I ever, ever heard of one. The other beers that we have are, I don't know. Oh, yeah. He gave us, God damn it. There's a brewski in there. Uh, I think that's Wisconsin. Is that Badger State or Wisconsin? Um, The license plate. Brewski. Give me that one. That is a Badger State Brewery Lager. You're not on the mic, sir. Yes, I know. <laughs> Uh, a black cherry bourbon barrel beer. Fuck, let's get fucked up today. <laughs> it's not like we did for the <clears throat> two days. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this would be the third day in a row. Well, fuck it. Let's get <laughs> to getting. I'm not trying this vanilla porter though. <laughs> I'm a, I'll I'll try that maybe next week. Just yeah. you know, slow drink it. A platinum blonde coffee stout. We'll save Ooh. that for next week as yep. well. And then the last one here. Has like a tuxedo looking plaid jacket pilsner <laughs> from okay. Copper State Brewing. That All looks right. good too. Yeah. So we'll try those three. We'll try the beer mosa, the brewski, and the black cherry bourbon barrel. I'm very interested in. Yes. Wild Ohio Brewing Company. It's a cool looking can. It is actually. We'll have to put up a picture later of all those ones. Are yep. one so <laughs> thanks a lot, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon's the man. Yep. Especially <laughs> seeing as though. <laughs> we saw him on Saturday for or Friday. Friday for a little bit. Yep. And then he just sent us a picture with a big bag of frozen peas on his crotch. <laughs> peas <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, fun outing at the Mountain, Mountain Bay, Bay watching one TV. <laughs> one TV had the high school championships and the other one had the college basketball. Well, they didn't have satellite or uh, cable, so we couldn't watch TNT or TBS yeah. or True TV. We could only watch the CBS games, but it was all right. We watched the Marquette game and the uh, opening one. What yeah. was it? Uh, shite. Oh, the Michigan State Michigan game. State yep. and USC, yep. which Tony was the big winner because he took Michigan State and the rest of us took USC. Yeah. And it all came but, down to between him and Greg for total points. Total he, points, and he was four points off yep. the actual. He he picked six forty. He picked six fifty, and the actual scored points was six forty six. Yep. I was like, holy shit! Because uh, he was feeling pretty lucky because they did pretty good on the uh, pull tabs. Pull tabs too. We all did shit. Hey, yep. And they pulled a couple of hundos. Well, you out did pretty of good on the machines, though. No. <laughs> Well, then we came back into yeah. town, and I spent whatever I won. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I was still down 200 uh, but... but it was a great breakfast, too. Oh, I had the corned beef and hash yes. there. It was, I haven't had that in a long time, and it was fucking delicious. Uh, a couple eggs over easy with that. And then so... shout out to uh, the bartender, Angie. She was running her ass off. Oh, yeah. We should have tipped her better. Yeah. Well, I, I, gave her, I gave her whatever singles I had, and then I put like six bucks on my card yeah because she was running up a tab and i didn't know it <laughs> i mean she was all by herself and she was you know not only taking care of the bar but then going from tables to you mm-hmm. know so and then she got relieved by fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah tommy fleetwood the tommy golfer fleetwood. 
looked exactly like the yeah, guy. Yeah, he did. He had the Titleist hat on and everything. With the bun. Yep. Um, so we stayed there till about, well, till after the Marquette game finished up. Yep. And then we went, where did we go after that? I don't know. Well, I got, I came back into town. And oh then yeah. You then, guys, I think with the DV, didn't you? Was that yesterday or Friday? That was Friday because I, uh, I drove you guys back into town and then you guys went to, you said you were going to go to double or lumberyard. Well, I was at double some point this weekend, so... <laughs> So that must have been Friday. Yeah. When we came back in town, we dropped you off and then went to double. Yeah. And then shoved a bunch of all the winnings I had from Mountain Bay, we shoved in there. And for some reason, me and Robert could, we were, I mean, two mixers per hour for sure. And we didn't get drunk. No. At all. Like, I was surprised to see that you guys made it to the glow party. Yeah. we And we were still fine. Yeah. It was just like, is this... What's going on? Do and we have iron livers? Yeah, and you didn't even take a gummy. No, I didn't. No, you just I drank. took it yesterday. Yeah. So then, and I took a Irish hand grenade at the, and <laughs> I, I, I walled the hell out of Angie because she's like, holy shit, that's fast. <laughs> like, as I pulled the pin on the one, took the shot, and then I just If people don't the, know what uh, Irish hand grenade is, please explain to our listeners. So an Irish hand grenade... <laughs> You pull the pin From, and you throw it. Yeah, you get yourself a good red Irish beer. They had Killian. Oh no, that wasn't no, Killian. Uh, it was. I uh, was bitching about Killians. Nobody carries Killians around no. Wisconsin anymore. No, I check all the liquor stores every time I go, and I check Woodman's and Pick and Save and Meyer. Nobody has Killian's Irish Red, and it was my favorite fucking uh, red beer. Right, like Irish Red beer. There's plenty of them out there, but Killian's was the tip top. I don't know what the fuck happened to their company. Because I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it was Finnegan's. That was it. It was Finnegan's. yes, Finnegan's. They had on tap, which was a red Irish ale. It was fucking delicious. If I would have kept drinking that, maybe I would have got drunker quick. But I was drinking fucking Mount Royal Light and Diet Sundrops all day. If it was regular Mount Royal, maybe maybe the tide would have turned for me. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Irish hand grenade. You take a pint of Irish beer, Irish red. You take a few sips out till it's about two thirds full. Get yourself a shot of Jameson. And a shot of Bailey's Irish cream. You wedge the shot glasses together at the top of the uh, pint glass, one slightly higher than the other, the Jameson, so that the when you pull the Jameson shot out, the Bailey's Irish cream drops into the pint of beer. You take the shot of Jameson, and you fucking down that beer and shot as fast as you can. And I am pretty fast. Yes, you were. So. Be careful, though, because I had 10 of those one day, and I couldn't fucking say my own name, so. Zero fucks. <clears throat> yeah. Because uh, you figure, that's what. It's uh, 10 beers yeah. and 20 shots. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yikes. Have one on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, the only reason I went out on St. Patty's Day, because you were sober driver. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we went to uh, Double After Mountain Bay, and we saw a couple people there we haven't seen in a while. Uh Brett made me sing Amos Moses at the top of my lungs, and I was feeling okay, but I clearly was not drunk, and neither was uh, Robert. Robert. We probably had like 12 mixers by that point. You guys easily, you guys had more than that. I think you <clears throat> had, I think you had like 12 maybe just at Mountain Bay. Well, let's see, 11 to 12 to 1 to 2, 3 to 4, that's 5, 2 per hour, that's 10. We probably had 10 at Mountain Bay. Yeah. We had two at double. 
And we went to Wayne's. Or we we did a no. What the fuck did we do? You guys went to Wayne's after because you guys no good vibes. You were there first for the goal party, and then you went to Wayne's. Oh yeah, because it was getting a little crazy, and me and Robert looked at each other. Somebody shoved a piece of garlic bread in my mouth without me knowing it. (laughs) (laughs) They were were real (laughs) sneaky about it. I was like, I mean, I felt like uh, a girl who might. Get choked during sex. Like, what do you do? Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then you lick your lips. Like, I was, I just did s- s- set my drink down and I saw my drink, and just a hand came around from behind me and shoved a piece of garlic bread in my fucking mouth. And I was like, hey, hey, all right. <laughs> I consent. You were probably hoping that it was a girl behind you. Yeah. And she was uh, chloroforming you, you know? Yeah. Hand comes around next to you. I mean, you know. she would have needed a dolly or a gang of people to get me out to do what she wanted to do with me but she could have just asked nicely and i would have been good to go uh but no we went to the glow party a little bit you didn't have any nubs for those sticks those glow sticks oh yeah like i tried cutting one of those wheels but that obviously wasn't working because right. that plastic you couldn't cut through it with a fucking angle grinder uh but those little plastic nubs i was gonna put some uh I was gonna wear some glow sticks like I was Mr. T. I was gonna put like oh, eight of them I see on. It. Yeah, but there were no little. And then request Sandstorm by yeah. Garud all night long. Oh, I would have. Yeah, but then, yeah, there were a couple drunk people around us, and me and Robert looked at each other and we're like, "Let's go to Wayne's." I don't think nobody got finger banged this time, so. Yeah. Well, we weren't there long enough to find yeah. out. But then I don't know. Around ten thirty, I started running out of gas. Like I'm like. We've been drinking since 10.30 a.m. I put in a 12-hour shift. Yeah. Take me home. So Robert's like, all right. So he took me home, went back to Wayne's, and then he went. And he came back to uh, Good Vibes at Midnight. Good Vibes at Midnight for the glow party. And I guess after that, he must have revved her up because he was a piece of shit yesterday. He was. (laughs) The best part, I think the best part was all of a sudden at one point, uh, he came over by me and he was kind of going back and forth, you know, standing and he goes, people are saying I'm hammered. Do I look like I'm wasted? <laughs> like, dude, you've been drinking since 1030. I'm like, it is now one o'clock in the morning. What do you think? Um, <laughs> When he told me he was singing Smash Mouth. And he at the didn't top even of know the words. Yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, you were clearly drunk. <laughs> oh, we well. all, because <laughs> then we got into this, uh, well, I would say argument, but uh uh, Mambo number five played, and then Robert's all hammered, drunk, yells off, this, your this gradu- is your graduation song. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was All Star by Smash Mouth. He's like, play that. And I said that because I told him, I said, uh, uh, still DRE. I said, that's what I wanted for our, our graduation song. And he's like, no, that song came out in 2001. I go, no, that was the name. That's the name of the album. So then I had to show him when that song came out, and he goes, oh, my bad. <laughs> I know he's very confident when he's drunk. Yeah. He's like, I'll bet you anything. And then you show him, and you're like, huh. Huh. <laughs> but uh he was pretty fucking hungover yesterday and I didn't have a hangover at all, so I'm glad I went home yeah. when I did because I grabbed a frozen pizza from Ann at Wayne's, made it, and had about two slices and tried watching the Grand Budapest Hotel and I got about a quarter through the movie before I passed out. But uh Next morning, I woke up at 8 a.m. I was good to go yesterday. And then uh, that was our Supper Club Saturday. Yeah. 
We uh, met at Wayne's, had Bloody Mary there, to, or an old-fashioned there to old start fashion. off. And, I mean, the boarding house in Searing is a place to put on your list. If Definitely. For, if for nothing else, for the history, historic um, atmosphere. Because it's literally a boarding house from the early 1900s where they used to take in, you know, lumberjacks or I don't think we had any mines around here. But, you know, your seasonal workers. They would need a place to stay. They'd rent a room. And so this is like a old giant farmhouse, basically, that has a very small bar in the front. Uh, if you look on our Instagram, you can see the pictures of it. Old rickety chairs. <laughs> and uh, these little bar tables were actually uh, sewing tables, singer sewing tables with the cast iron underneath. Like, the atmosphere is fucking cool. The ceilings, that old tin... Uh, they got the old uh, light sconces that used to be used for oil, but now they've been converted to electric. Just the whole atmosphere in there makes you feel like you're on Little House on the Prairie yes. or some shit. Like turn of the century, still doing uh, horse and wagon, those covered wagons. It's, yeah, it's taking a little trip back in history. And their old fashions were good. They were. Um, their mushrooms were good. They had a salad bar that was pretty basic, but, I mean, it was it filled you up pretty good. They had this garlic bread there with, uh, like, a spreadable cheese on it. Or maybe it wasn't supposed to go with it, but I sure as hell fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was fucking delicious. And then I didn't get the ratings from Dino, but I'm pretty sure he said it was a seven and a half yeah. total. I forgot to bring scorecards with us, but we were talking amongst ourselves the whole time we were there. Service was great. Um, we all got prime rib, didn't we? No. Different variations? I got a prime rib, and so did uh, Dino. Robert got a steak. Oh, you got the, the surf and turf or whatever it was. Tenderloin and uh, scallops. Yeah. And then you got the stuffed shrimp. I got shrimp. the prime rib with stuffed shrimp. Yep. And that was fucking awesome. Giant stuff, giant shrimp stuffed with like this green onion and cream cheese Almost like a crab rangoon stuffing and then breaded and deep fried. Those are fucking delicious. And then a smaller cut of prime rib. Perfectly done. Medium rare. Yours, you ordered medium and came. looked like it <laughs> just came off slab right off the side of the She's cow. She's on the rig. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't as good. You guys said it wasn't as good as the prime rib at Se- then Hotel Seymour. Seymour. Yeah, Hotel Seymour. But... I think the ambiance was a lot better at uh, Boarding House. Yep. Service was just as good. Salad bar was just as good. Neither one of them had like the extra shit like liver pate and yeah. seafood salad or anything like that. Like we were talking, we were saying that probably like we were, you know, because obviously we're, we're comparing the salad bar to uh, Geno's. Because like if you've ever been to Geno's, their salad bar is phenomenal. So far, they've got the best salad bar yeah. any... Anyone we've been to in the last two years, Gino Steakhouse has the best salad bar. Yep. Even though it's pretty small, they pack a lot of shit into that little area. Yep. But, I mean, the boarding house just had iceberg lettuce, and then they had, like, kidney beans and chickpeas and stuff to put on your salad. And I was like, huh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and they're, like, I usually get hard-boiled eggs on my salad all the time, but these were, like, put in a food processor, yeah. so they were, like... It almost looked like blue cheese 
And I was like, God damn it, I like it when they're slices or quartered. Um, but it was still good. Yes. And then I had they had a bunch of dressings there. Like I had the bacon bacon ranch dressing, okay. I think. That was fucking delicious. So the salad was pretty good, but I mean, I'd probably give that a seven, six and a half, seven. They brought fresh baked bread to our table, which was very delicious. And they had a candle on the table. So the ambiance, that was probably a nine overall for the ambiance. Would have been a 10 if uh, I told Big Daddy when we got there. I said the only thing that's going to give this a 10 is uh, two cowboys walk in and have a, a gunfight <laughs> right in front of us. Yeah, like a, what do they call that, dinner theater? Yeah. Where they, they have reenactments of stuff like Wild Bill Hickok sitting in the corner and he can't get the corner seat. So you will. <clears throat> he gets shot in the back of the yeah. head with aces and eights. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me three paces. <laughs> Smoke that skin wagon and see what happens. <laughs> but I, yeah, like you said, the, uh, it had that whole, oh, that old saloon, you know, old kind of western feel to it. Yeah, um, I mean, I did want to know what was upstairs if the baths are really up there and the hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, because on the outside they got the old school painted windows where it says, you know, boarding house, rooms for rent, baths, and laundry. I. I, it's on our we picture. Took a picture yeah. yeah, look up, uh, look up our Instagram account. Yep, at live from seven one five. You'll see the all the photos I took inside the boarding house. Uh, yeah, that was. It's literally like walking back into food room. <clears throat> excuse me, food rooms and baths. <laughs> yeah, and we saw Robert's dad come in. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna get a room?" I was like, "No, but I was gonna get a bath." <laughs> Just go right up there. <laughs> Still two bits or what? <laughs> the dizzle is upstairs taking a taking a bath. You get up there and it's already been used three times. <laughs> it's only. 25 cents for you. Could you imagine if they have like just a secret <clears throat> operation going of uh, real, uh, what did they call them back in the Western? What was that? Um, Chinese laundry? <laughs> no, no. When they. Uh, the brothel? The brothel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'd be there every night. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't leave. I'd move to Surrey. Yes. <laughs> so I think uh, Robert gave it a seven, and I think Dino gave it a seven and a half. Yeah. I reminded both of them that. Uh, Hotel Seymour was a seven and a half, and Antlers was a seven, and I think I gave it a seven and a half, but that's pretty much just because of the ambiance. So what did you give it? I give it a eight. An eight? Yes. So an eight, two seven and a halfs, and a seven means seven I got it a, a seven and a yep. half. So it's on par with Hotel Seymour, tied with them. Yep. But like I said, if you want to, if you've ever like as a kid went on a field trip to like Heritage Hill or something. This is like having dinner at, you know, a museum. Yep. Because it's literally, they haven't changed anything in 100 years there. Well, and like a lot of historic, uh, historical buildings are in Surrey, like the, you know, the boarding house, which has that, you know, that old feeling. And then across the street, they have the old opera house. Yep. Which I, w- I was kind of intrigued. I, w- I really would have liked to go and just check that yeah, out. Yeah, but it wasn't open. It wasn't open, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little museum just. Just across, well, right across the street's a bar that we went to, and right next to that is an old opera house museum yep. now, so, uh, yeah. And then you even found then, too, uh, we went to Old Smashes, and that that old clock, that's an old-time clock, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, oh, that's what I thought. regulator clock right when you walk in. Uh, after we got done with our meal, we walked down the street a block to Old Smashes, which I guess the guy who owns Skinny Dave's and Remy's owns that. Um Skinny Dave's up in Mountain, 
Remy's and Cecil. Uh, owns old Smashings, and it's an older bar, too, on the inside. Uh, they did some updates, but they've got, like, an old-school regulator clock on the wall. Uh, it's in one of our pictures on the Instagram. Um, <clears throat> but oh, there was a guy there. <laughs> there was an the old... The guy who wouldn't answer his phone. Yeah. So he's technologically able enough to have a phone, but you could tell his wife just was nonstop calling him, and his ringer just kept. He didn't know how to silence it, and the bartender came over a couple times and be like, "See this side button? It silences it." Because he must have not had voicemail either, because it would ring like it would twelve ring all the time. times. And he even said to, "And he's, he's like just, my he's wife. Looking, he's like, I'm not here." Yeah, he's <laughs> looking down. At, yeah, because right after she'd get done calling him, the bar phone would ring. He's like, "Don't answer it." <laughs> just like. He was, she he, knows he, you're there. He was the town drunk. Yeah, he bought us one, he, too. I think he bought us one because he thought maybe we knew his wife, and he'd be like, if I buy him a drink, he, they won't say anything. <laughs> Guy code. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yep. Bros before hoes. Yeah. Finally, he did answer his phone, and I could hear her yelling on the other line from, like, 20 feet away. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be gone in five minutes. Fifteen minutes later, when we're about to leave, he just ordered another. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> And then his phone went off again. Well, because we bought him one that, and then uh, they, uh, he even made that comment. He's like, well, I was going to go, but might as well have another one. I can't leave now. <laughs> right? yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I won 100 bucks there on the machine. Yep. And we watched a couple more basketball games. Watched uh, Arkansas upset Kansas. Kansas. Yep. And then we walked over to back where we parked across from the boarding house was... Was that called Lakeside, right, or something? No, I thought it was called Trails End, like in Pulaski, before it was Mountain Bay. Uh, look that up quick. Okay. Uh, but that was a nice bar, too, because the inside had a big wraparound uh, horseshoe bar. Yeah. And they had dining in the back, and it looked like a lot of people were eating, too, because I looked at their menu on the wall, and I'm like, God damn, that's a pretty... Legends Trailside. Legends, not... Yes. Not Trailside. But Legends Trailside. Yep. Anyway, pretty nice bar. Uh, I'd, I'd compare it to like a 117 as far as the dining area, and then I think 117 has bigger bar, but it's still a bigger square horseshoe bar, and we lost our ass on pull tabs. <laughs> We've, we were like one for 40. Yeah. <laughs> After we reinvested 15. I took a little video of that, too. Why don't you take a look at her? Fucking stupid ass goddamn Instagram. <laughs> I was not happy. Uh, so we stayed there till dark, and then we made our way back to Bondwell. Well, also, another thing what was, was a nice uh, little, you know, let's say if you had to go to the bathroom, you never been to this Legends Trail site before. You had to go to the bathroom, and you were, like, ready to piss your pants. They have this big, huge skull skeleton, like a whatever, that's right by the bathroom, and it's dark, but it's got one of those motion lights where all of a sudden you walk and then the lights turn on, yeah. and then bam, there's this freaking like eight foot skeleton with it almost looks scarecrow. like a grim reaper, grim yeah. reaper kind of. It was like a grim reaper scarecrow, like, yeah, with his arms across the door, like he couldn't. If get If you're not by. expecting it, you're gonna piss your pants or shit him. So. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> like Dino sent us a snap and said, "Don't be afraid to poo." <laughs> yeah. Like, so we came back to Bondwell. We were gonna go to uh, uh, a lumberyard, but holy fuck, it was packed yeah. when we went by. So we just went back to Wayne's. 
And then I took a couple gummies during the day. Like, I took one before we went to dinner, and then I took one at dinner, and it wasn't kicking in. So on the ride back, I took my third one. and Or no, I took it right before we walked into Wayne's. I played the machines for a bit. We talked to some people. And after about a half hour, holy buckets. I was like, this motherfucker is potent still. And you guys went over to 117, and I... uh, I'm like, I'm just going to leave. I went to grab my door handle on my truck. I just, I knew I was standing still, but it felt like I was still floating to the left. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what to do. Just open the door, dummy. Just, you you can do it. (laughs) Now climb in. You you okay? The earth earth stopped moving. All right. You got a quarter mile to drive, bud. (laughs) And I got home and I felt pretty good this morning. I wasn't, I didn't have a headache. I just felt sort of like, I don't know. Kind of groggy. Kind of groggy. But otherwise, that was a pretty goddamn good day. Yeah. And then we were supposed to. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but supposed to go have a Bloody Mary after this. Yeah. For uh, Jared's birthday. Jared's birthday, everybody. So. I figure we'll I stopped there happens. for a Bloody or just a, a drink, whatever, for his birthday. Buy him one. Yeah. We said goodbye to a good friend in the uh, town who owned the gas station here. Lee yeah. Sitko is no longer a thing. Yep. Raise your glasses. We'll have a moment of silence. All right. <laughs> they can't see us, dummy. I'm eating a pickled egg, okay? And I raised my glass. <laughs> he was waiting for me. I'm like, I just want to eat this pickled Somebody's going to be driving it else, and they heard that, and they just decided to raise their glass up while they're driving. <laughs> Their coffee or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And then they had a crash, and it's all our fault. Oh, uh, shit. The last thing that was said was <clears throat> nothing. But Greg uh, operated that for, what, 30 years, he said? 34 years. 34 fucking years. A pillar of the community. Gone. And uh, I know the guy who owns the BP in Hortonville bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle Eastern or... Kind Puerto of Rican, Nepalese. Cuban, Nepal, Indian, Nepal, yeah. Pakistani. You know how we all lump them in together because we don't know the goddamn difference. Saw a guy from India once. He's yep. actually from uh, Tibet. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. He's from Tribeca. <laughs> I, he, wasn't, I, he was definitely not Asian, so that's about all I got, bud. Um, and then uh, the Aaron Rodgers news broke this week that yeah. he went on McAfee and sports media outlets worldwide put up false or misleading headlines about him. What it's did like, you know? It's like, hey, watch the whole fucking interview. You you could see he broke down the scenario of what happened. He's like, I went into this darkness retreat. He's like, while in there, I was 90% leaning towards retiring. Yep. I come out. And my phone would blown up with messages that the Packers and Jets were talking, and then the Packers asked if they wanted to talk to the Jet or wanted wanted me to entertain a trade to the Jets. So I guess he at that point he was leaning towards retirement. But yep. Nathaniel Hackett is the former offensive coordinator for the Packers. That was his good buddy. Uh, he came and talked to him along with the owner and head coach. He felt that he had some play left in him after working out hard for a full week. So thanks a lot, Woody. 
Thanks a lot, Packers front office. Yep. Otherwise, you would have retired this year. Fucking idiots. And now there's st- now it's now that uh, Aaron has made everything public of what happened and the timeline, and nobody's disputing it. It clearly means the Packers wanted to get rid of him and move on with Jordan Love. It is not fucking Aaron Rodgers' fault no. whatsoever. No. Uh, they seem like a bunch of assholes. It even said he's like. The guys who drafted me, that whole front office is gone. There's none of none of those guys are left from 18 years ago. Yep. These guys drafted Jordan Love. That's their guy. They want to, you know, just like if you were a new boss hiring new people, you want those guys to succeed because it, you know, look makes you look like you're justified in your position. Um totally understand that and he totally understands that he's totally fine with it he's just like all right i'll go to the jets he would have had he would have been fine with everything if if they would have approached him about it yeah he said in public they were like we want aaron Rodgers back but then behind closed doors they're making deals with the jets yeah talking to other teams about him so he's like nobody's talking to me directly and they're talking out of both sides of their face so he's like yeah, I mean, I love Green Bay, but I'll leave, I guess. Well, even he even said, too, that uh, that kind of threw a plans in the Packers, kind of threw a wrench in it when uh, they drafted Love, and all of a sudden Rodgers in the next two years got MVP. Yeah, he said if he didn't win back-to-back MVPs, he probably would have been gone a lot earlier because yep. they wanted Love in there. But you can't, <laughs> you can't trade the league MVP. No. You can't let go... You can't not honor the contract of the reigning MVP two years in a row. If last year he would have had a good year. Yeah. If he would have went to the NFC Championship again, he would be in a Packers uniform this year. So when do you think, I mean, obviously we don't know, but when do you think that the trade will actually happen? Like, Because uh, obviously they're still trying to probably figure out all the compensation you know, for the club. <clears throat> so I read an article this morning about everybody's position and Aaron you know is not in it whatsoever this is just between the Packers and the Jets the Jets don't want to give up a first rounder this year because they're building for the future too we can't let one of the most elite quarterbacks go for less than that and if we were to trade Aaron to the Jets what if they do go on to win, say, the Super Bowl or something? They've got the 31st pick in the draft versus the 13th this year. So they're talking about, well, what about the first-round pick next year in 2024? And it's like, I don't know where you're going to be in the draft at that point. So that seems to be the main issue right now is we want a first-round draft pick this year, and the Jets don't want to give them that. I would be like, okay, give me all the rest of your picks for the year and not the first rounder, like a Ricky Williams yeah. situation. But that's where it sits right now is... Am I wondering if there, <clears throat> if he were to, you know, playing more than one year for the Jets, then they get a, a, a compensation pick, I would say. Like, so if he's more than just the one year there... 
like if they were to go to you know to next year maybe and then the year after for if he plays next year so kind of like well where he doesn't screw the jets over so the jets kind of have that leverage in a way where if he only stays for one year they don't have to give up another draft pick yeah because aaron's not playing for green bay right i mean it's been too public and it's been too i don't know enough sh- enough stuff's already been done it's, plus it's it, kind of hard it would it would he would be putting jordan love in the position yeah that he was in when brett Favre wanted to come back and the packers were moving forward with him so there has to be a deal made and i don't think anybody's going to be happy with the deal I don't think so. I don't think the Jets are going to be happy with it because they're going to give up more than they want, and I don't think the Packers are going to be happy with it because they're not going to get enough of what they want, they're, which is actually a fair trade then. Yeah. but I mean, obviously he's not going to get the same kind of uh, quality trade compensation are, as they did with uh, Matthew Stafford. But the, another oh, reason why yeah. was that Matthew Stafford was only 33 at the time. Yeah, and so, Rodgers is 39, going to be 40 next yep. season. Um. The other thing is, if they waited until, if the Packers waited till after June first, when minicamp start, voluntary minicamp, they get less of a cap hit if they were to deal him after that. So they're in no rush right yeah. now. This could get dragged out all the way till hell preseason of next in year. In a way, it kind of gives the leverage a little but, bit. But on- uh, it's not like you can bench fucking Aaron Rodgers. No. I mean, the, I mean, all it's going to, I was just going to say that this is kind of like the leverage, I would say a little bit on the Packers side, because uh, the thing is, is we already know the Jets, they want that bad. They need a quarterback. Okay. They, they're not going to go anywhere without a quarterback. And obviously you can see that for the past, what, five years, they drafted uh, two quarterbacks in the first round that didn't do shit. And so they know that they're just probably a quarterback away, which they have Rodgers and bam. But I think that's what kind of gives the Packers a little bit of a leverage because it's almost like they're desperate because there's nobody really out there that's going to help them. And it's not like, for the Jets' perspective, it's not like Zach Wilson was horrible. No. I mean, for I mean they did have one of the better wide receivers, rookie wide receivers. Garrett Wilson. In the league, and if Brees Hall didn't get hurt, he was going to get yep. Rookie of the Year for sure. And you have Sauce Gardner, which is a hell of a you know rookie. The only thing that I mean, if I was Rodgers, I'd be worried about their offensive line because he holds the ball. Yep. So fucking long. Um. Yeah. They gave they gave up ten more sacks than the Packers did last year, so I mean they're in the middle of the league giving up the most sacks. If you're going to get hit that much at 40 years old and he's already had a broken collarbone and it's easier to break each time, if he gets slammed to the ground on the right side, his season might be over week yeah. two, you know, just like for us that one year where he broke his collarbone and he couldn't throw on yeah, his right. Minnesota. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a fragile situation. I think if the Jets were to be like, we'll take on his contract and give you a first round pick, the deal would be done. Yep. But I don't think they want to give up the first round pick is the no. problem. And, you know, they're talking about fourth and fifth round picks. And we're like, no, go that, fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah, that, Are you out of your mind? Give us your second, third, fourth, and fifth round picks, and you can have your first, sixth, and seventh. Right. Or give us the first one this year, and that's it. Or give us, you know, 
your first, second, third next year and a third and fourth this year. Because we got 10 picks this year in the draft, which is a lot. But if we could get a, one or two more this year, that would – I mean, I looked over the past three years of uh, <clears throat> starters that were out of the draft. And out of the last three years, we got eight good starters. I mean, we got like Kenny Clark. Uh, Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, A.J. Dillon. Uh, is Savage still with us? Yes. Uh, I think so, yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Jair Alexander. Um, actually, he might have been four years ago because he just got re-signed. In a rookie, yeah, he, rookie contracts usually three years, right? Yeah. So that was four years ago. Uh, who's the other guy on our defensive line that's really good? Um, The one that we just picked up last year? And uh, yeah. We had Quay Walker. And... No, 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 no. He was out of the rookie draft class like three years ago. Oh. um, He's got like four letters in a last name, like Dunn or something. But anyway, he's a pretty good defensive lineman. And then you got on the offensive line, Runyon. Uh, our center, uh, and yeah, uh, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins was the other one. Yash, Yash Newman. <clears throat> so we got eight really good starters out of the last three years of drafts, and we've only had six or seven picks the last three years. Yeah, we got ten this year. So you got to figure we're going to get five starters out of those ten. Because you rookies. know they're probably going to they're going to trade. Probably to move up a little bit, they'll give two draft picks away for. Well, they, uh, well, they got rid of Tun, or they didn't re-sign Tunyon. They didn't right. re-sign um, Lazard. Lazard, the Jets got him, so that's more insane. Dean Lowry, what's yep. another one? Lowry, Lowry, Michael Lowry. <laughs> we hungry. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we need. I saw like some mock drafts where we are, at, where we're at. And they were talking about a tight end being our first round pick. That Dalton from uh, was it Salt Lake City or Utah? I think Utah so. Utah State. I mean, he looks great. He looks like a fucking Jeremy Shockey. You know, who was the other great white? <laughs> uh, Gronkowski. <laughs> Gronkowski. He's got that size and ability. So he could be like a Travis Kelsey in the league. That, but you know, who knows? But we're in that spot at, what, 13? I believe so. Uh, and he's going to be going to somebody in the first round, so they were figuring the Packers might take that Dalton for Dalton Quinn or Dalton. Oh, uh, that. He's a tight end for fucking somebody. but For the Cowboys, he was. No, in the draft. Oh, in buddy. the draft. I'm sorry. He plays for, like, Utah State, I think, or the Utes. The Utah Utes. His name's Dalton something or something Dalton. Anyway, they were talking about the Packers picking him up as their first round pick. And I was okay. like, that's weird. I mean, you got to be all in on a fucking tight end to take him first round. But whatever. We'll see right. what happens. Any other thoughts on that matter? Or are we going to wait till June before a decision gets made? Um, I don't know. They Well, they have the 15th pick is what it is. They the Packers? The, yeah. Well, they were talking about trading up to somebody for, I don't right. fucking remember. Listening to all those pundits and shit makes your mind go crazy because everybody doesn't really know what the fuck they're talking no. about. But they're 100% confident in what they say. But the funniest thing, I think, coming out of that Pat McAfee interview. <laughs> Him calling out Shefty. <laughs> calling out Adam Schefter for just being a fucking cunt. Yep. Like, somehow Schefter weaseled his way or paid somebody off to get Aaron Rodgers' number. And... <laughs> Rodgers just went, 
no thanks. Nice try, though. Yeah. Lose <laughs> like, my number. Lose my number is what he said to fucking Adam Schefter. Nice try, though. And then Schefter confirmed that by showing a pic of his phone, the text messages. Could you imagine if he accidentally doxed him with Aaron Rodgers' number at the top instead of... Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That would have been a fucking lawsuit. Just like Brett Favre's in a lawsuit. Uh, a couple of them. Couple anyway. Of them. <laughs> it all started with a, a dick pic. <laughs> and it ended with a welfare scam. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I want to go. And then suing Pat McAfee. Yeah. And Pat, did Pat McAfee say he was going to get a lawyer? Or is he yeah, just gonna... he is. He's fighting okay. it. Yep. Well, no. I thought he was just going to show up to court and be like what are we doing here yeah <laughs> he's like i did what everybody else does i reported on a story yeah and the story is what was uh defamation not yes. me i didn't make any shit up uh, <laughs> but it's weird that rogers was 90 percent leaning towards retirement until those fucking idiots and you want to know what would happen so if if rogers would have retired we would have been free of that contract yeah then. free of the contract there would have been no money that would have been given toward it yeah and we yeah Way to go, Mark Murphy and the Packers front office. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and and, I mean, people bitched about Ted Thompson, but nothing like this ever happened under his watch. No, that is true. And who's uh, Ron Wolf's son was there too, but Uh, yeah, Ron Wolf Jr. or yeah, Wolf Jr. Yeah, yep. Or was it Tim Wolf? I don't remember. Anyway, um, but yeah, after he did a workout, he's like, I can still play, and Packers don't want me, and they want to fucking put me in this situation now he's got a fucking chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. brett far all wanna, over again and you want to know what happened the last time he had a chip on his shoulder he ended up winning mvp yep <clears throat> think of how fucking spoiled packers fans are exactly the, the last 30, 30 years let's see when it's been did, 91 i think since it was 1991 2001 32 years yeah 32 years we've had two starting quarterbacks for the Packers. That's fucking insane. I don't know if that's ever happened in any franchise ever. Nope. And not only the same two quarterbacks, two fucking Hall of Fame elite quarterbacks. The fucking gunslinger and the ayahuasca shaman. Enthusiast. Because <laughs> before that, yeah, in my lifetime, there's only been three quarterbacks for the Packers. Don Mikowski, Brett Favre, and... Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, I don't well, there might have been somebody before I there would have been I came into consciousness. Yeah. Maybe like Lynn well, Dickey the, the, or something. The, well, the thing was is obviously no one gave two shits about the Packers in the seventies and eighties. The I first mean, time they got excited about the Packers was Don Mikowski and yep. Sterling Sharp. Yes. Um before that, everybody was wearing bags on their heads like they were in Cleveland. Yep. The unknown they Packer had fans. Lindy Infante was a coach. Forrest Gregg was a coach. I mean, it was just one after another going. It was like a year and gone. That's yeah. how bad that the Packers were. And like you said, people were we 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 felt like the Browns fans or the Lions fans. Yeah. And it now we're gonna perfect. we're gonna go back to it eventually. I, I don't think we're gonna suck that bad, but you know, obviously in a rebuilding thing, it's all gonna depend on how well Jordan Love plays. Yeah, and if we need, he needs more weapons too. Right. I mean, but I always say this, too, is if it can happen to where how Rodgers was, where he was behind the leadership of Favre, you know, for the past, you know, three years before he, you know, and then he came out to be that kind of player, maybe that might help Love. I, you know. Yeah, and they definitely have a better relationship than Favre and Rodgers yeah. had. Like, you can. Because even Favre even said that uh, he's like, I'm not, I'm not here, here to... to get him prepared. Yeah. But Rodgers has taken a totally different 
approach. He even and, said about what a lot. He's like, he's a fucking great guy, and he's ready. Yeah, and Jordan has spoken nothing but praises about him yep. picking his, being able to pick his brain and talk to him about stuff. He's, and I think that's what the Jets are even planning on doing. They're going <clears> to <throat> have Zach Wilson underneath him, you know, learning from him, which would make maybe him a better quarterback. Oh yeah, you know, the Jets have everything to win. Yeah. here and. The only thing is his age and injury. Yeah. Otherwise, taking on the full contract and a first rounder would be worth it to me if I was a fucking Jets fan. Did you see all the fucking reporters yeah. and stuff and be like, you can stay at my house. I'll fucking burn this cheese head that I intercepted you with. Yeah. Uh, what's oh, his Sauce name? Gardner did that. Yeah, Sauce yes. Gardner. He burnt, yeah, he burnt the cheese head up. Or you start, yeah, he, he burnt it <laughs> what up. He, what he grabbed that fan's cheese head yep. after he intercepted to win the game at Lambeau. Yep. And stood at the middle of the field. He he fucking took it and he burned it. He's like, just come to New York. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. And Jets fans haven't won shit like since Super Bowl three. Yeah. And I even mean, and even uh, Joe Namath even said that uh, he's be, like he yeah. granted him to have the number twelve jersey if he wanted. So the it. Jets retired Joe Namath's number, number twelve. But Namath said you can wear it <laughs> if it brings you to fucking New York. Fucking wear it, bud. Yep. Because, you know, Rodgers will get into the Hall of Fame as a Packer. I mean, you can't, yeah. his number will be retired at Lambeau Field. Yep. In the ring of honor, all that shit. So. And, I mean, all he did, he, he like I said, he, the thing was, is in this whole interview, he <clears> was calling out the Packers front organization about all the things that they've been doing wrong for so long. Yeah. He didn't, you know, he he didn't bash Packer Nation at all. He didn't bash the fans. He's he didn't fuck. He like he, was he, legitimately sad to leave this town yeah. because he's fucking. He, he feels like he's part of the community. He's lived a whole lifetime here. Yeah, I mean, he, eighteen he, fucking he, eight, years. eighteen years. Yeah, and he was even talking about just like even the small restaurants in Green Bay yeah. that he would always go to, and like Frameworks, which is like a window and framing place. Yeah. He's like comes in once a year to. The, they, I saw an interview with all those. He's like, I was shocked he mentioned our business yeah. on a fucking national. Uh, I mean, he loves going to, I, th- I think it's Woodman's that he goes to for grocery shopping. But he'll like go there. And there's there. another health store, health food store that yeah. he, he would never name because I think I know which one it is because there's only like two in fucking Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is fried cheese curds. And well, burgers. and then he goes to that Indian place that used to be the Hooters. Hooters, yeah. Yep. Um, But then he get uh stuff from uh maplewood yeah maplewood all the time too so i mean it's not he's pretty much a fucking local yep (laughs) he's lived here long enough he knows every spot that we know yep so i mean i would be sad too to all of a sudden pick up and move from a place that i've been living for 18 years 20 years i mean your whole that's to think he's not genuine or he's not sincere i see all these people are like oh good riddance you fucking drama queen it's like you're not listening to this interview at all you're just reading a headline that says rogers intends to play for the jets it's like you didn't listen to the two minutes that prefaced that response they're just cherry picking a quote and influencing you to hate him for no fucking reason because you didn't really know the whole story. I fucking hate that. But I saw somebody else post something when Rodgers came in and interviewing so many fans and the fans being like, oh, what the fuck is this yeah. guy going to do? Take you to the toilet bowl where we could yeah, get I far. Yeah, the guy was like, yeah, the toilet bowl. Far we could go to the Super Bowl. Like this old cranky old cunt. Yeah, and I'd like to know where he is. Yeah, right. I would, oh, I'd blast that. On yep. his page every single day if he had social media. But he's probably dead, fucking old, 
cocksucker. <laughs> old cocksucker. I mean, he was old uh, sitting as one of the real birds back then, and that yeah. was <laughs> 20 years ago or 18 years ago. He probably so. died of alcohol poisoning. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for him. <laughs> hey, COVID brought us some good things, eh? <laughs> it turns out I, he thought he was stronger than everybody, but COVID killed him. Oh, yeah. Here was my list. John Runyon. Um, Christian Watson was the other one. Oh, yeah. Romeo Dobbs. Yep. Savage. Kenny Clark and Jair Alexander. So, <clears throat> what's this other thing I just wrote? My eyes are getting so fucking bad at reading up close. I have to hold things so fucking far away. We were talking about that last night. Yeah, we Roberts, were. Roberts, kind of for the first time in his life, have to go in and probably get glasses, glasses. or yep. contacts or something because he fucking can't see as far far away as he's worried about. Uh, going in to renew his license and failing the vision test. <laughs> That's what he said. He's, he's like, I should probably go in. Oh, I know what. Uh, there's a thing we started that we didn't come back to for the last two weeks. We were talking about old school jerseys. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we went through the NFC Central and AFC Central. Okay. So now let's go through the NFC East. All right. So back when we were kids on Tecmo Bowl, this is how I based our <laughs> back when it was just the East, West, and Central. We'll go to the NFC East with the Eagles. So back in the day, or today, it doesn't matter, but what jersey, if you had an Eagles jersey, would you get? Uh, First one that comes to mind is Reggie White. Yes. And then Randall Cunningham comes to mind. Then there's Jerome Brown. But I definitely want that classic Kelly Green Eagles yes. jersey. I mean, Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens. Uh... Who else lately? Um, who was the guy this year? Their wide receiver, AJ Brown. Uh, De- uh there's AJ Brown. There was Devonte Smith. No, nah, AJ Brown's the guy I'm thinking of. He's fucking awesome. Get a do Staley jersey. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm like trying to think of uh, uh one of the. Like I wouldn't want a Reggie White jersey, be- just because no. he brought us Super Bowls. Yes. And if I had a Reggie White jersey, I'd want it to be a Packers Reggie White jersey. So I almost have to lean towards a Cunningham just because he was like he was like a flash in the pan. He was uh fucking amazing for three years. Yes. And then I don't remember if he just got hurt or the team sucked, but or they figured him out because that happened to Cordell Stewart in Pittsburgh too, where like that whole slash bullshit where he was Wide receiver, running back, quarterback. You never knew where he was going to line up. Eventually, defenses can figure out like that wildcat system or yep. whatever it is. They can adjust on the fly. So, if it were me for the Eagles, the old school NFC East, I would take a Randall Cunningham jersey. That is a yeah, uh, the Kelly Green with the cool eagle on the side. I would probably go. Uh, probably Fletcher Cox. I always liked Fletcher Cox. Oh, yeah. That's the one I forgot. Yeah. I always liked him. Him or even, to tell you the truth, Jason Kelsey. I mean, that guy has, like, not missed a game ever, the center, and he's still playing. (laughs) But, you know, him, you know. If I had a center, now I'm I'm trying to think if I had to have a jersey, who's the center I would take? Wow. I would take. Larry McCarron. I would take uh, what was his? He was even an offensive coordinator for the Packers. Uh, Camp- Campen, James Campen. 
I don't remember. Yeah, him. James Campman was. Yeah, he was. I remember Aaron Campman. Well, there was Aaron Campman, but then this James four defensive end. Yeah, this James Campman. He was the center, and that's the one where he um, he broke his collarbone during a game, and then they had it like on a piece of. Uh, they, he was going to need <clears throat> surgery, and he said, "Screw that! I wasn't going to um, leave the game." Yeah, he wasn't going to leave the game, and actually, a piece of the bone came out, and it was. Uh, on the stadium, and he saw God it. God damn. Yeah. If you actually see this story, there's actually the story on James Campen, and uh, uh, he came back to Lambeau Field about four years ago because he was like, he's actually been the to longest. Bone. <laughs> he's uh, He's been the longest tenured um, assistant coach for the Packers in all time. Huh. He was like with the Packers through, um, he played with uh, Domikowski and Brett Favre, and then he was the coach for Aaron Rodgers all the way up until 2018 where he went to Houston. Oh, there it is. Which one is that? That's that bourbon this one? This is the Ohio Valley, Wild Ohio Brewing Company, Black, okay. Black Cherry Bourbon Barrel. Black Cherry Bourbon. I just finished that Beer Mosa from Badger State Brewing. That was fucking good. Yeah. Like, I could have two of those as Could you like imagine a just a nice, hot, sunny day, and you're just sitting mm-hmm. there just salivating in the sun? Salivating in the sun? That yeah. sounds like a 60s song. <laughs> Doesn't it? All the Lisa Brown. <laughs> Salivating in the sun. Uh, here, you want the rest of this? Yeah, I'll take the rest of that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I'd go Randall Cunningham and you'd go Fletcher Cox. So then the next team in the NFC East would be the Cowboys. And there's been some pretty goddamn good Cowboys over the years. Emmett Smith. Tony Dorsett is one that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Charles Haley, but I don't know if I'd want a Charles Haley Dallas or a Charles Haley San Francisco 49ers. I would have went 49ers with Charles Haley. Um, I'm just throwing out names now yeah. trying to figure out. Roger Staubach, classic. You know he's one of the richest ex-football players because he did it. As soon as he retired, he did some sports casting. Yeah. But then, while he did the sports casting, he started car dealerships, and he's bigger than like what John Bergstrom is to Wisconsin. Okay, he's got more fucking car dealerships in Texas than anybody else. Roger Staubach, he's worth like billions of dollars. Holy Isn't that shit. fucking crazy? That is. <laughs> and he was head coach for a little bit too. <coughs> Do you know Bart Starr was a player coach for yes. like two years? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I thought he retired and just became head nope. coach right out. He was playing and coaching at the playing same time. Playing and coaching at the same time. That's pretty fucking impressive. Kind of makes you almost like, uh, what was that move? Or, uh, obviously was I'm trying movie. to think of guys who could even do that, and Peyton Manning's the only one that comes to mind that could do it. Or it could be a coach and a player. And a player at the same yeah. time. But. I could have saw Joe Montana doing something like that, maybe. Or even the Steve Young. Mm, I mean, Montana didn't... For, if social media was around uh, Montana's day, Montana would be scrutinized like Rogers is today. Yeah. Because Montana was like a free-living hippie, you know. But back then, nobody could cover him. And if you were a private guy, reporters couldn't get to you to write a fucking story. Yep. So... Nobody yeah, knew the anything. thing is, too, is a lot of people don't even know that he left the 49ers to go play for the Chiefs. A lot of people don't know. They, they thought that he just played for the 49ers, and that was it. I mean, And just like Rodgers' you know, situation, the Chiefs signed Marcus Allen, yep. who he had played with you know, the 49ers and Raiders all the time, um, the Battle of the Bay or whatever they called it. They had it once a year. So he's good friends with Marcus Allen. 
Chiefs signed Marcus Allen, and Montana was at the end of his contract. Steve Young was sitting there on the bench waiting to play, just like Rodgers and Favre. And Montana's like, well, I still got some years left in me, and he went to the fucking AFC championship that year. With the Chiefs, yeah. Um, I remember that game against the Oilers. It was the biggest comeback in playoff history at the time. Chiefs came back to beat the Oilers, Warren Moon and who Eddie George was the rookie year, I think. Yeah. Um, that was a hell of a game. But anyway, back to the Cowboys and what jersey you'd get. I would go Tony Dorsett. Because I, I remember reading his autobiography when I was like in eighth grade. I'm like, that motherfucker had a tough-ass life to get where he got, finally. Oh, yeah. And he had the record for longest run, 99 yards, for a touchdown. Yeah, that is true. Longest touchdown run, I think, to this day, he still holds the record. They were on the one-yard line, handed it off to him, and he fucking went 99 <laughs> all the way to daylight to score a touchdown. That's insane. That is. I mean, <clears throat> if you think about it. Yeah. Even Bo Jackson couldn't do it on Tech Bowl. No. <laughs> So yeah, I'd take Tony Dorsett. I would actually take. I'm. I would get a Dion Sanders. Oh, I totally forgot about Dion Sanders. I get Dion Sanders, and but I'd save that jersey for the Falcons jersey. I mean, if you, if anybody does old school remember, red jersey, yeah. Falcons jersey, yeah. to have an old school red. Yep. Deion Sanders Falcon jersey would be. But cool. I mean, if if nobody remembers back when they were playing, it was the big beef between the 49ers and the Cowboys, and that's when Terrell Owens. Went right to the middle of the star yep. and like took the football and like stood there and then like Deion Sanders just comes and just blindsides. Yeah, <laughs> took that the was piss out of him. Yeah, that that was fun watching. And then he went to play for the 49ers. Yeah, <laughs> figure or that was one it out. Other way around. I believe he played for the 49ers at the end. If I'm I correct, remember, he went to the Super Bowl when I was like in seventh grade. With the Niners, and I thought he went to the Cowboys after that. Okay, uh, we'll see here. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he played for Atlanta. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So he played for Atlanta, then San Francisco. You're right, and then the Cowboys, and then the Redskins, and then the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And he then ended I, his career there with right Ed Reed. But if you ever saw him about. Uh, um, if you ever saw anything about him, they showed they had like this little biography on him. He literally went from playing a game on Sunday to Sunday night, then playing in the World Series for, yeah, the, Braves. for the Braves. Yeah, and that's—I don't know—was he with the Falcons at the time then too? Yeah. Was he okay? Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, but him and Bo Jackson—the only two people to ever do it. Yep, dual sports, pro sports players. Insane. It is. I mean, just okay. It. So you take Dion for the Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Then moving on. Since it was back in the day, Washington Redskins. Ooh, who would you take as a Redskins jersey? There's Mark Rippon, I remember. Yeah. Ernest Biner. Ernest Biner. What's another one? Um, trying to think of other. Well, Doug Williams, Hall of Fame, Super Bowl MVP. Ah, I got mine. Quarterback. Deion Sanders was there for a year. Yep. Um. Oh, who is the dude that died that defensive back? Daryl Green. Oh, yeah. That was a. Um, oh, yeah. And there was a guy, a running back back in the day. Big ass white boy. The fuck was his name? He was like a Mike Allstott type dude. He was on Tecmo Super Bowl. 
Shit. I can't remember. Ernest Biner and somebody else. But if I'm going with a... Then you got Joe Theismann back in the day. Yep. If I'm taking... You go first on this one. If you're taking a Redskins jersey, who are you getting? Gary Clark. Wide receiver. The singer? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, Gary Clark, the, the wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Art Monk. Art Monk was another one, yeah. If I'm getting a Redskins jersey... I'm either going Daryl Green or Ernest Biner. Okay. Probably Ernest Biner. Well, that settles that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then back in the day in the NFC East, the St. Louis Cardinals were in that division. Yes. And that would go all the way up until the Kurt Warner Greatest Show on Turf team. So anytime between the Greatest Show on Turf back into the – or no, that was St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams were fuck. Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. That, not that I have to look up because Dan Deerdorf is the I only mean, guy that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> he was mostly known for announcing Monday Night Football. Yep. Holy shit! St. Louis Cardinals, greatest players. Now I know that there was a Hall of Fame defensive back. He was number twenty-one. Um, but I can't remember his fucking last name. I got to look it up. All right. St. Louis Cardinals, which is it's still. The St. Louis Cardinals were around from 60 to 1987. Wow. Do you know that? I didn't. Huh. And I did. I totally even forgot that the Arizona Cardinals, remember, they were called the Phoenix Cardinals before Arizona Cardinals? No. Yeah, they were called the Phoenix Cardinals from 88 to 93. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I know. The kicker was famous back then. Uh, Gary. Oh, what the fuck was his last name? Yeah. Oh, uh, shite. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, he was like the. He was like one, one of the best kickers at the time yes. before Gary Anderson came. Oh, it was Gary. Anderson. It was Gary Anderson. He played, for yeah. the, he played for the Cardinals and he played for the Saints. And he, didn't he also play for the Falcons? I don't think so. Or, okay. I don't know. This is really tough to try to figure out for St. Louis Cardinals. Holy shit. They keep showing me NFL or Arizona Cardinals today, and I'm like, God damn it. Show me the old school guys. We should have researched this before. Yeah, that is a really good call. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is probably a lot of people are not even knowing that the St. Louis Cardinals were not the baseball team, but the football team. Well, I guess you could go all the way till today with Arizona Cardinals because the Cardinals didn't exist in any other league. I mean, if we're going to do that, if we can actually go all the way to the we'll Arizona. We'll go all the way to, to today, today. Then I know what I'm getting already. Pat Fitch. Tillman. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just. Wave you know, the flag. That's right. America. <laughs> no, I mean, even for what he did. I mean, that guy was a badass. He reminded me of a Chuck Cecil. I get a Fitzgerald before I get a Tillman. Well, Fitzgerald is good. But, I mean, Pat Tillman was a badass on and off the field. He was, Like I said, he reminded me of Chuck Cecil. He, there's like the videos of him like. Just massive hits, and he had the same thing where it was broken nose and it's just blood all over. Otis Anderson played for yes, them? Yes, Otis Anderson did. Huh. I'm going through Chuck Beatty. Larry Fitzgerald has got to be up there. Yeah. Colt McCoy. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Who was the other guy from USC that played there? Uh, uh, that was Matt Leinert. Yeah, Matt Leinert. <laughs> I want a Leinert jersey. Well, that was even like, remember when they drafted, <laughs> didn't, yeah, they drafted Josh Rosen, Rosen, whatever, yeah. and that didn't really, I think he's still playing for the team. They, man, they have had bad luck of the fucking. And that's another thing why you look at it, like how lucky we were to have two quarterbacks for the past 30 years. And oh, look at all these other teams. You know. I know who I'd take. Eric the Red, Eric Swan. Okay, yeah. Eric Swan, defensive end. That's my fucking pick for a Cardinals jersey. That, oh, dude. Yep. There we go. End of fucking searching on that one. (laughs) And then the last team in the NFC East would have been the old New York football giants. If you say Phil Simms, I'll fucking throw you out of my house. (laughs) LT. Yeah, LT's a good one. You got... uh, was it Tiki Barber or Ronde? Well, they Barber? had Ronde and Tiki both play together. Oh, well, but Tiki no. Barber was the right. Ronde Barber was defensive back for the Cardinals. No, Tampa Bay was it? Both, both. Um, but they did. They did play together. They did play together. I think was for Tampa Bay though, wasn't it? Maybe for like one year. one year. Um, Eli Manning, Juan <laughs> Dane, Y.A. Tittle. <laughs> I fucking will hate. Tom Coughlin, yes. for the rest of his life, for what he ruining did. Ron, Ron Dane. Dane's. Yep. They Jesus ruined his, Christ. They did ruin his career. They ruined his career by making him lose weight. He was supposed to be a big bruising back like yep. Jerome Bettis. And if they would have let him play that game, he could have got into the fucking Hall of Fame and could have been a MVP candidate. But no. Tom Coughlin wants him to be a fucking halfback, something he's never been in his whole life. He's a power back. I don't know if I'd get a Ron Dane. I'd get a Ron Dane Wisconsin Badgers jersey. Yeah. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. But as far as a Giants jersey, you had to be successful. Yes. Lawrence Taylor's a good one. Uh, Mark Bavaro would be a really cool jersey to have, tight end, because he was one of the best tight ends of his day, him and Dwight Clark. Mm-hmm. Otis Anderson played for Giants, too. Yes, he did. Who else was a big, bad motherfucker? <laughs> oh, who, uh, wide receiver. The one that caught the awesome catch in the Super Bowl. Oh, the... Tyreek. Uh, or, oh. Oh, cops going by. That sounded like they were zooming fast. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, they picked up speed in a hurry. <laughs> Those little Dodge Chargers with the fucking eight bangers, that figure was redlining. I'm sure that might be house. even... <laughs> I think it might come over the mic on that one. Yeah, that was pretty loud. <laughs> was. They must have been sitting in the driveway here next to Zerdicky Trucking and fucking pulled out after a speeder. <laughs> Stones are just splashing <laughs> all over. Um, No, I'll go Mark Bavaro for my jersey. Oh, okay. And what did you say? I said LT. Lawrence Taylor is a good one. Yeah. Even though but he yeah. had some underage prostitution charges against him. <laughs> That is, yes, he did. All right, so we did the NFC East, so or next we, time we'll do that. <laughs> we could have even did a... Uh, uh, YA Tittle, I said. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, who was the uh, who's the guy, the announcer? Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford was he also... He was for the yep. Giants. If you don't know who that was, that was Kathy Lee's husband from Regis and Kathy Lee back in the day. 
But Frank Gifford liked to get into that pussy. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, that's what, that's what so led Frank, to the divorce. So Frank, Frank Gifford and Al Michaels, they did Monday Night Football and together. And Dan Deardorff. And Deer, Dan Deardorff. Yep, but they kind of like... They, but after a while, Gifford would get hammered on the fire. He like, would. We're here in Philadelphia. St. Louis. <laughs> We're in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was even like the time when... Uh, uh, Joe Namath when he was so hammered and he's like you're pretty oh, yeah when the girl on the sidelines <laughs> yeah, wh- tried uh, interviewing him and she's like what do you think needs just, to happen in the second quarter he you're just grabs pretty. her he just grabs her <laughs> yeah. trying to make out with her you're pretty <laughs> oh boy but yeah I was thinking of another one uh, that would have been a great one but have been uh, even though he blew his fucking hand off with fireworks, uh, was that? Oh, um, Julius Peppers, dude! I didn't even think about this. Michael Strahan. Yeah, Michael Strahan. Well, yeah, another one. But I'd still go with yeah, LT over uh, Strahan. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And since you haven't watched The Last of Us, I won't talk. Yeah, about Yeah, we that. won't talk about. Uh, I'm going to be finishing up this week, so next week we can talk about it. And uh, just letting everybody know, we've got a special. Uh, I got. Uh, so we can avoid a defamation case. Yes, we're having. <laughs> <laughs> against <special> jason guest. <laughs> so jason is coming on next week my brother-in-law and we're going to be doing our show next saturday he does not have one nut he has one that is severely bigger than the other one it turns out that it's more of a softball size i guess <laughs> yeah. now so we're going from golf ball shannon, to softball shannon confirmed on friday <laughs> no nah, it was bigger than a golf ball. oh yeah uh so and then he's going to give us a little few stories um even uh, uh, about a donkey show he went to. Yeah, so, I got to hear about this. So c- quite interesting. And so uh, I'm going to have some questions for him. Yeah. That, uh, so he's coming on next Saturday, and then another special Easter show that will be coming out. Well, we will be doing it that Saturday though. But uh, Sarah and uh, Jill are going to be coming on. And Let's I, have all your family members. Yeah. On the why store. not? But they're going to talk about some things that they've done wrong in the past. Oh, so, I got I got some bad news ones for them. Yeah, or, uh, or would you rather's for and them? And we're going to be doing. I a- thought up of the, when you told me that they might come on the show. I'm yeah. like, oh, I got a couple good you rather's or would you rather's that I just fucking thought of. Yep. Of that so women could answer. We're going to be doing that one. We're going on location. We're going to be going to a different place for that one. So for we're going to go. Oh down yeah, your to another. Yeah. Are- it's a lot bigger, so and then we'll just sit there and drink. It's and, a lot bigger, but it's nicer. It's That's nicer, for yeah. Goddamn sure, it's more acoustically sound. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, you know not run by a single uh, <laughs> derelict deviant. By the who way, just it, doesn't clean at, ever. By the way, if you hear like some knocking every now and then on the mics, it's not his pipes. It's literally people down here <laughs> yeah. that are working for him that are being locked up. Working. You have to pay somebody for them to be working hey, for you, Hollow. Working class, man. <laughs> so she get <laughs> indentured servitude is how I like to. Refer you don't even to go, it. you don't even give them good dental insurance for Christ's sake. I knock their teeth out. It makes it easier. Prison blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of all that, let's move on to some bad. Uh, By the way, this fucking yeah black. Oh, you can just really taste the bourbon beer yeah. on that hole. Oh. Black cherry bourbon <laughs> by. Uh, what yeah. is the alcohol content on it? I don't know. You got the can. Oh, I do. Sorry. But, uh, it's fucking tasty. This wild Ohio Valley or wild Ohio you know, brewing. Looking, yeah. I'm just trying to find out. I, I just took the first sip and I was like, holy shite. This tastes really fucking good. Oh, there it is. 
9% alcohol, you buy volume. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> perfect. That's why they only come in 12-ounce cans and not 16. By the way, this beer was made without barley or malt. Made with fermented sugars and fruit juice. So it's not a beer at all. It's no, it's a, a tea beer. It's a gluten-free tea beer. Oh, shit. Give me a fucking pallet full of it. <laughs> I can be healthy when I get hammered. Yeah, when I just saw it, I saw 9% alcohol volume. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, give me a six-pack of that around the campfire. What are you I'll be talking about? You're going to get three in and... I'm talking about when... Having three of these is like having a 30-pack of Bush Light. No, like a 12-pack. Well, maybe a 12-pack, yeah. Um, That's yeah. also I'm, one of those things where you have to like kind of drink slow. It's almost like... Uh, yeah, but uh, you could on easily the slam this, though. Right, yeah. It's fucking delicious. I didn't know it was a tea beer, but yeah. Good job, tea- Shannon. Oh, my God. These first two have been fucking bangers. bangers. And I definitely want to try this brewski before we finish yeah. up, too. This lager that... I mean, the can's awesome. It looks like a Wisconsin license plate. Like I said, if, if any of our fans want to give us a, a, a <laughs> give pick us free six, shit. yeah, we'll just call it a pick six. <laughs> just give us a pick six. Or and, just give us a recommendation on a beer that you really yeah. like, and we'll either uh, trounce it. Do you it think that or... we should ask them what we what kind of IPA we should have to drink for the double or IPA punishment? Yeah, if you want to throw one out there. Otherwise, we'll do a... The Stone Cold Double IPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Broken Skull. Yeah. Elsa Gundu. I forget what he's calling it though, the new double IPA. It's not It's it's called Well, it's Broken Skull Brewery. Yes. But each beer he's got is called something a little bit different like the It's called like Badass American Lager or something for his lager and then the IPA is called like I don't know, the cans over there. You can look at it. Uh where did we put it? It's right by that glass case. Oh, okay, of yeah, I see it. I think that's the American lager, and right next to it is the IPA. Yeah, so his his uh, uh, Broken Skull IPA. It's just called Broken Skull IPA? There's nothing else on the writing? Yeah. Huh. And so then I'll probably call the other one just Broken Skull Double IPA. Yeah, Broken Skull Amber Lager. American Lager. American Lager. Yeah, American Lager. Yeah, that's a, I like that American Lager. I could drink like a 12-pack of them for sure. Right. Anywho. Oh, you got any bad news? Or you wanna? We're all talked up about jerseys and upcoming guests. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! Here it is. Oh crap! Oh no! No, I'm, I'm just like looking at know, the El Segundo. Sound... This is the double IPA, and it's in a black can. Oh, good. Oh, utter death. I can look it up. <clears throat> well, if it's not out already, ugh. Yeah, that looks like death. It looks like the Undertaker should have made that beer instead of Stone Cold. Yeah, Steve that's Austin. what it does look like. <laughs> like it should have been made by the Undertaker. My goodness. Yeah, talk about. And it should come in an urn and serve to you by Paul Bear. <laughs> you open it up. Are and you it... sure you want this? Oh, I don't know if you're ready for this. You stay away from me, Paul Bear. I don't want your dirty urn beer. After you, after you drink this, you'll be six feet under. Uh, maybe it's time for some bad news. Fuck yeah. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're just like <laughs> we looking both at, just each looked other. at each other, like who's going first? Yeah. Uh, okay. So. First off, I'm going to tell you a story, and then there was a a, a follow up to the story. 
Yep. So I don't know if you heard this or not, but a uh, man in... Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> a man. A <laughs> man. So what happened was is this guy... I was trying to find the damn... Where, I mean, the damn story. I'll fucking oh, here it is. go okay. while you... Ugh. Okay, was it the Buffalo Wild Wings one? No, okay. go ahead, bud. So a Chicago man has filed a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, claiming the restaurant chain falsely advertises its boneless wings as the real deal. I heard about this yeah. dipshit. When in reality, he believes that wings are nothing more than chicken nuggets. According to the court documents obtained by <laughs> Next Star's WGN, the plate of Eamon Hallam filed a complaint on Friday against the Northern Illinois Buffalo Wild Wing and its parent company, Inspire Brands. Turns out that he said that uh, the description product leads customers to believe their boneless wings are deboned chicken wings made up of completely chicken wing meat when the product is actually slices of chicken breast deep fried like chicken wings. And they're compositionally Nobody thinks more that. You're than a chicken. Fucking idiot. Yeah. And this all stems back to January 2023 when he I said- I thought they, you were going to say January 6th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> this all stems back to January 6th where people, where Trump had people uh, going to the He went and White bought House. boneless wings from Buffalo Wild Wings in Mount Prospect and thought that the boneless wings he purchased were exclusively made with chicken wing meat. Yeah, so now he's trying to sue them. Well, sue. The, the funny thing about that is, is uh, then a couple days ago, Buffalo Wild Wings decided to clap back at it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, so it, <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings said this exactly. Buffalo Wings clapped back after being sued by the Chicago man, saying that the you know boneless wings are simply chicken nuggets. Where they said, well, it's true. Yeah, I mean, dipshit. Yeah, and our hamburgers contain no ham. Um, our <laughs> buffalo wings are zero percent buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, also, the boneless wings are our all American. White. Our American cheese is made in China. Right. <laughs> I just lost my fucking headphone. And the thing is, is Hamlin is also. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, Hamlin is seeking damages in injunitive injun- relief, among other things. Oh, go fuck really? yourself. What a fuck time. <clears throat> just be like, the Swiss cheese wasn't really made in Switzerland, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> it was made in at Sargento <laughs> Cheese Factory in Black <laughs> Or no, that's not Sargento. What's in Black Creek? Oh, that is um, Sa- Belgioso. No, 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 no. It starts with an S. Saruto? Saputo. Saputo. That's it, that's Saputo. Yes. It's made by Saputo, not by the Swiss. Yeah. All right, I have a bad okay. I have a bad news one here. Let me log into my new phone that I fucking hate. That's right, <clears throat> you got a new phone. Stupid work. Two Wisconsin teenagers accused of trying to rob a Qdoba. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that was. Is that like... <laughs> climbed into the ceiling to escape. So, in Glendale, Wisconsin, two teenagers uh, were taken into custody after allegedly trying to rob a Qdoba and hiding from the police in the ceiling. Uh, around 10.45 p.m. on March 13th, officers were sent to Qdoba to, for a reported armed robbery in progress, all employees were reportedly reportedly able to get out of the building when officers arrived. Employees told officers that the two suspects were still inside and that they tried to get out of the restaurant, but the officers already had barricaded all the exits. So officers went into the restaurant only to find out that the suspects climbed into the ceiling above the kitchen area and refused to come down. So a standoff... Uh, went on for, you know, a couple hours until one of them probably had to take a piss. So around 
around one thirty in the morning, uh, they actually tried breaking through the drywall into the adjacent building. Uh, but there were officers waiting <laughs> already for them. Or they That's almost like a prostitution thing when they're sitting <laughs> yeah. on the hotel room next like, to I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to escape. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Like where you dig you know, out of the prison and you're about to come out the other side. <laughs> and you're and still in the prison. No, there's two cops waiting for you having a smoke while you're <laughs> getting out of the hole. So, yeah, they tried breaking through the drywall to the next building and cops were... <laughs> right there waiting for him so they were taken into custody without incident and an 18 year old man and a 16 year old girl both from milwaukee are charged with robbery false imprisonment and resisting arrest so good luck you should have just took the taco meat yeah (laughs) good riddance to bad rubbish isn't that what they always would say (laughs) i I don't know what kind of british (laughs) british shows you're watching but here on antiques roadshow uk (laughs) Good riddance, good rubbish. <laughs> uh, so the other one that I do have is, uh, that's right. I did find this thing. I, you know what? We should actually have this playing in the background every time that we, you know, we play our bad news, but then we play this then as well. Uh, this sound. <laughs> nah. That's if we have an ongoing case like Annie. Annie the, or business. The, the saga of Annie's campground. Yeah. Update to Annie's campground. Dun, dun. All right. So the other story I had is I really feel bad for this guy in Suamico, Wisconsin. His house was now hit for the third time. Oh, I heard about this, too. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. Can you imagine your house getting hit three well, times? Well, explain to the listeners what you're talking about. Okay, well, a house in northeast Wisconsin has hit was hit for the third time when an SUV drove into the home late Wednesday night. According to a release from the village of Suamico and Suamico Fire Chief, Authorities called to a house on the 1400 block of Riverside Drive in Swamico when an SUV hit the home around 11.51 p.m. Do you think it was off because of dr- or, or alcohol? Yeah, because I actually looked up the house, so, well, and it's on, a, it's on a curve. So somebody was drunk. They're coming out of a roundabout and then going into a right-hand curve. So if they were – and the, the, these people have a big driveway. Okay. So if somebody mistook their driveway for, like – a roundabout again or they would they wouldn't have time to stop before they hit the house is what i'm saying okay and i saw pictures of the car going through the front lawn into the yeah. house but so i mean i can see yeah only a drunk person this would happen to unless it was reckless driving and horrible slippery weather yeah but i mean it, it happened on wednesday if so it this happened past three wednesday, times so this past wednesday did we have i can't remember if we had shitty weather this past wednesday or not no but you know what bars over there yeah. in Swamico that's not too far away that people are taking the back way northwards yeah. instead of going through town. So they probably go through there and yeah. It was forty thousand dollars in damage to the house. Pretty soon the insurance company is gonna be like, You got hit three fucking times. Yeah. We're gonna pay you double what this house is worth to make it into a fucking parking lot. Personally, I'd just buy a lottery ticket. I mean, you got that much luck already? Bad luck. <laughs> well, but sometimes bad luck. Only if the insurance company is willing to do it. Otherwise, could you imagine three times and it's forty thousand dollars each time? That's one hundred twenty grand. That's worth at least a third of what the house is worth. Yeah, I, you I would kind of that house. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's all the uh, bad news. Unless you have any more I bad have news. One more. All right. Let me open my fucking phone again. So a simple littering case leads to multiple charges for a western wisconsin man uh 
the Wisconsin DNR has officially wrapped up a case that started as a simple littering case, but ended in much more. According to the DNR, the investigation uh, began back in September 2022 when uh, wardens on patrol for opening day of teal opening day of teal and early goose hunting discovered two dumped car doors near a popular boat landing in uh, Tremblow County. They were quickly able to identify a suspect and contacted uh, a detective to learn more about the individual and information on the car doors that he dumped. Uh, (laughs) We thought it was a simple littering case, but it morphed into so much more. Uh, The suspect was later connected to an attempted break-in of the self-registration payment lockboxes around the area where he allegedly cut the locks to the boxes and stole the money for boat landing charges. Right. Which uh, I may or may not know (laughs) back in the day. Some of us, certainly not me included, (laughs) may have done a similar thing. That's the best way to hide the evidence. Maybe the statute of limitations has passed. (laughs) But we needed beer money, so (laughs) shut the fuck up. Right. Uh. They also contacted the suspect, uh, who was a Rockland man, regarding uh, the illegal activities and advised that he faced enforcement action. But a few weeks after that contact, the wardens learned that the individual was being investigated by the La Crosse County Sheriff's Office for being a felon in possession of a firearm and he was illegally hunting. Law enforcement located the La Crosse... uh, river bike trail where he was archery hunting for deer uh it's a public property and not open to hunting and he was found hunting without a license and with a sidearm that was illegally possessed by a felon all while hunting over illegal bait so he took a gun which he can't have and he was archery hunting in a public place where he can't hunt and he was illegally baiting on top of all of that <laughs> so he was arrested by La Crosse County Sheriff's Department and charged with being a felon in possession of a firearm, and his vehicle was also impounded by the Tremplow Police Department since the new doors on his vehicle were stolen from a salvage yard <laughs> in Tremplow. <laughs> so this all started out oh with him stealing doors for his vehicle it's like he's living on little broad breadcrumb trails to all the things he did uh the agencies were glad to be in cooperation with each other to bring this to an end uh the court imposed several sentencing conditions for the man's convictions including six months of jail with five years probation a letter apologizing apologizing to the parrot state park uh restitution for stealing the money out of the boat registration boxes and revocation of DNR privileges for three years. That's it? No hunting or fishing for three years? Yeah, that that's all. That's he- one thing in Wisconsin. Like, they are not very hard on, like, illegal hunting and fishing. Right. Like, even if you're a felon, you could still hunt. Yes. After a very short period of time. It's kind of ridiculous. Um... That's all the bad news I have. That's all the yeah. That's all I have. Oh well. So anyway, before- I, I'm trying to. I'm gonna take a sip of this Bruce. Okay. Kiva. It Go didn't ahead. smell very good when I was no. pouring it. Well, but. maybe be. I don't know. It's not like you're mixing the, all the other ones, right? You're completely. Eh, it's not bad. Is that a lager, right? Yeah, it's like a. 
It's not crisp like a Budweiser is. Yeah. Not like a Wayne Heffenweisen? No, that's that's bright and crisp and very good. This is kind of, I don't know, it's heavier. But it t- still tastes good. Yeah. I like it. But those first two were fucking home runs. Yeah. That uh, Beer Mosa by that, yeah. uh, Badger State and that Ohio Valley Brewing Company, yeah, Wild that, Ohio yes. uh, Black Cherry Bourbon Barrel. Holy shit, that was good. That was really good. Kind of almost had that. Remember how we were uh, almost like that raspberry sorbet? Well, I can't wait till fucking Wisconsin Rapids so I can yeah. have that again. That's but, the only IPA I've ever liked in my whole life. Right. So anyway, we, <laughs> while we were driving on our way back last night, you know how like we were, we just come up with these stupid ass ideas, and we started t- asking people around the bar this whole time. So well, you started off asking what your birth song was, right? And then we were like, I wonder what song we were conceived, conceived to. <laughs> Could you imagine so your we, parents banging to this song? Yeah. So we went nine months earlier, right? Than when our birthday song was. And yours was? Mine was Abracadabra. <laughs> by Steve Miller Band. By the Steve Miller Band. Right. And yours? Um, or, no, Dino's was yes. Linda Ronstadt's You're No Good. You're No Good. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> you're no good, you're no good, you're no good. Baby, Baby you're we're making Dino. <laughs> and then they said Abra- Abracadabra and Big Daddy was born. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then yours? Robert's was? What was Robert's? His would have been, let's see, October is his birthday right. of 82. Yeah, so then you go, that'd be January. Yeah, what's January of 82? What's the top? Uh, January 19. 19- top billboard charts. Yep. And get it, yeah, go ahead and just do this as yeah, well. Yeah, you want to have some just, fun. Yeah, just imagine. You want to have some nightmares. Just imagine your parents like yeah. just getting it onto that song, yep. you know? That's that's the song you were conceived that's to, the, most yeah. likely. So Robert's actually was his... Um, uh, the top, n- the number one song in January of 1982 was <laughs> "Let's Get Physical" with Olivia Newton-John. That is a home oh, run. Holy shit! Big Bad Bob. Oh, could you just let's on- get physical, physical? And then little Robert Jr. was born. Oh shit! My God! The most hilarious. I'm surprised thing- we we couldn't have looked that up last night because I would have laughed the rest. I of know, the right? Evening. And think about this. Well, we, what we was should start it up. Yeah, we got. Well, uh, so I'm trying to think. I came. I'm going to look right now. Because my birthday, right, was uh, David Bowie. Let's dance. That is true. Yes. So I had a pretty good. Uh, I have to try to make chart sure. topper for my birth year. The chart topper for your birth year. Birth month and year. Oh, okay. May of '83 was Let's Dance by David Bowie. Yes, that is true. So it turns out my. Oh, that's right. Mine was My Sharona. Oh, for your conce- yep, conception yep, conception song. Yeah, conception song. My Sharona. That is a weird one to get laid to. <laughs> I know, right? You would kind of figure. I mean, I could see Abracadabra. I could definitely see Let's Get Physical. I don't know about You're No Good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, now that I think about it, I just went on it, and it's not right. I'm sorry. It's not My Sharona. It's you bad. Son of a bitch. It's Bad Girls by Donna Summer. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say bad company. <laughs> oh, till the day I die. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and just... You yeah, know. if you want to have a little fun, look up your birth uh, month and year yep. and see what your birth month uh, top song was. And then go back and then nine months. then go back nine months and be like, God damn it. Just imagine, never your, listen to that song imagine your dad on top of your mouth just plowing. Uh, yeah. uh, Did you ever walk in on your parents doing it? I almost did once. 
but I was so little that I didn't know what was going on. But now looking back, I was like, oh, yeah. And what was? But your... it wasn't like sex. It was just sort of. Was your dad? They on were top of your mom? No, other way around. Mom was on top of dad because my dad's a fucking player. <laughs> you do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> but looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I probably interrupted something there. <laughs> I. I did the same thing. Okay, so when you re- when you walked in on them and they were like ready to get it on, uh, was it during the weekend? Yes. And was it in the morning? Yes. Was it because you were hungry? It was. Well, like I said, like I was a latchkey kid at a very young age. Yeah. And I was cooking breakfast, but I couldn't find something. Wait, like how I old were you? Like Do you think seven? Okay. I was making eggs for breakfast. <laughs> you were seven making eggs. Well, yeah, back then. Yeah, back then. Who cares? Yeah. Dude, by eight, I was holding a bowl under a live pig to, <laughs> for them to cut say, blood yeah. for me to make blood sausage. I grew up early, son. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was looking for, like, butter or something. I'm like, you guys know where the butter... <laughs> Where's the butter? It's probably on the fucking side. guy. <laughs> Did your parents have their door shut? Yes, but it wasn't locked. <laughs> was See, it the one time that after they that to lock it was it? always <laughs> locked? So that's why, looking back, I was like, "Oh, she was probably sucking my dad off." <laughs> Could you just up and down motion? <laughs> no, I didn't see any up and down motion. So anyway, she was just laying across my dad's belly when I fucking walked in. So they were pretty stealthy, right? So I think I had to be about six years old. It was a Saturday morning. I know as clear as day yet. And that's the sad thing. You know, you got that. You just have that image ingrained in your mind that you can't get out. And I'm just going to shove mozzarella whips (laughs) down my mouth the rest of the day and try to forget about this. Get your hands off, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was a Saturday morning. I was watching cartoons in my bed and I realized it was like, I don't know, it was like 730 in the morning. And I was hungry, and it was time for breakfast. And so I decided um, to uh, try to get breakfast. Well, what I did is I knocked on the door, mm-hmm. and my parents probably thought that it was locked. It wasn't. <laughs> and I walked in, and I saw Daddy on top of Mommy. Oh, no. Thank God the covers were over. Like, you know, you knew what they were doing. And How old were you? Like six years old. All right. And uh, I wouldn't have known, but, I been but like, here's the thing. So like, I know that they saw me walking in and hurry up and walking right back out. You know, it's, it wasn't like one of those things where it's like, you know, the, you know, at, at the breakfast table, like, hey, yeah. what are you doing? And then also at the breakfast table, your dad's like, so, uh, I was making sure your mother was, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was no conversation at all that. It's like, well, he's checking he... for breast cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how I walked in on that. And I think, I think they probably thought that the door was locked, but it wasn't then that morning. Let me tell you. And we had old doors with skeleton keys. Oh, yep. So you had to lock it with a key yeah. from the inside and the outside. Yeah. We had the uh, the the locks that were on the door at the time were the ones where you had to push in and turn. I don't know if you remember those. Yep. Yep. So that's what the kind of locks that they had on, you know. No. We had the very old school turn of the century fucking technology in my well, house. Well, then obviously they would have heard the because it, it had those old yeah brass, those old knobs those I old mean, brass knobs. That's probably why I only saw my mother like leaning back over the top of my dad's stomach watching TV. <laughs> and they never said anything to you then, nope. like when you. No? I was like, "You guys know where the butter is?" And they're like, 
we'll have to get some more. Get out of here. <laughs> You're my. You know where the butter is? You don't, it's <laughs> it's in the fridge. I'm like I looked though, and I couldn't find. I'm totally oblivious to <laughs> what's happening. In. What are you doing? No, I totally was I know. focused on butter. But then you got older and you kind of realized what they were doing. Then I found out they were using the butter. God damn it. Yeah. Your mom was churning the butter is what she was doing. Easy fuck face. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. What are okay. we talking about here now? Who's our comedian of the week? Okay. God so- damn it. I'm going to cry. All of our listeners think back of when you walked in on your parents doing it. Uh, they just pulled over and put a gun in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Hollow. You you lowered our fucking listener rate by five. <laughs> that was a different type of pulling the trigger. All right, moving on. All right, on. yeah. So anyway, comedian of the week. Yeah, comedian of the week. I decided to go off a little. Uh, Matt Riff. Right. Right. Sorry. R I F E. R I F E. Yeah, he's, he's uh, up and coming. Yeah, I've seen him a lot on Instagram Reels. He's very good at doing crowd work. Not as good as Big J, but he's still pretty right. fucking good. Yes. But he's a really young guy, so I'd be excited to see what he does in the next five years. Right. And uh, I always thought to myself, what would you do if you ran into your like your your favorite porn star of all time? I'd just be like, hey, big fan. That's about it. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't fan like You wouldn't fanboy it? I wouldn't do that to anybody if right. I like met uh if I met the Dead South or if I met Hank Williams the third, I wouldn't fan out. I'd just be like, Hey, I want to shake your hand. Big fan of your music. I could do that. Right. Because I've done that before with, I remember sitting in the doctor's office next to Ted Thompson. And I just sort of looked at him and be like, good luck this season. That's all I said to him. Right. He's like, thank you. Well, it's kind of like what you did to Aaron Jones this past when we went to Oh, yeah. When I cracked a joke and And he was like, ha ha. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, you want to, before we go to our comedian fest, you want to just talk that, 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 that clean joke that you decided to tell. It was a clean church joke. Oh, yeah. That was an old Flip Wilson joke. I yeah. remember. Uh, so, uh, sure. Big Daddy's joke of the week. Yeah. You, joke corner. Right. Joke corner with Big Daddy. See, before he does the uh, would you rather dirty <laughs> shit. Yeah. You, I'll, give the, you, I'll give you something you can tell your pastor at church. That's right. Um, this this week <laughs> so i remember my grandfather he was uh fr- he was in the shriners right like he was a shriner clown he was also in the uh freemasons no bullshit yep but he had a friend who ran a circus uh traveling circus and that guy told this story to my grandfather he was uh working around the yard one day and this we're talking back in like the 30s right um Working around, and all of a sudden, two hobos, you know, with a sack and stick, ratted clothes, come walking down the street, you know, it's in the countryside, so they had to have been walking for miles. They're like, sir, can we trouble you for some water? And he's like, sure. He's like, oh, thank you. We're, we're, we're looking for work. If you got any work, at, you know, around the house or anything that you need done, we will gladly do it for, you know meager pay and he's like well i've got a i've got a stack of wood out back i need chopping i don't particularly like that how about i give you each five bucks to do the whole pile of wood and they're like absolutely so then my grandpa's friend like uh he goes in the house starts to make some lemonade i'll take some lemonade out to those guys just as a little thank you we got plenty of fucking sugar and lemons here and he looks out the window of them chopping wood and 
There's a tall guy and a little guy, and the little guy, all of a sudden, he does two cartwheels, jumps up in the air and does a somersault, and then did two more somersaults on the ground and jumped up in the air again, like the most perfect acrobatic thing he'd ever seen. Like he should be in the Olympics or some shit. And he came outside with the uh, lemonade, and the tall guy came over to him. He's like, hey, uh, I actually run a circus. Can your buddy do that for me in a, you know, traveling circus type thing? He's like, I'd pay him at least, you know, 50 bucks a night to do something like that. And the guy thinks for a second, and he goes, uh, hmm. Hey, Freddy, you willing to cut off another toe for 50 bucks? <laughs> That's one that you can tell the whole family. Yeah, there you go. See, and then and it keeps you engaged. It's got a story behind it, you know? Well, I'm see, I don't tell a joke a lot of times the same way. Right. The only true part of that story is my grandfather was a Shriner and a Freemason. And a Freemason. That is true. Yes. So if if you try telling a joke like a real story, it always comes across better. Yeah. That's a little tip for you guys. Exactly. Because I tell a story called uh, Patty's Pub. It's too long to tell on here. Yes. But if you ever see me in person, I'll make you laugh. You'll make you laugh. That's right. <laughs> so if you ever want to come to Our see- buddy Thomas makes me, every time he's drunk, makes me tell it. He's yeah. probably heard it a dozen times. He laughs every fucking time. That's right. Especially like because- it's so good. Yeah, because the way you tell the story, it, it, it makes the people still <clears throat> listen. But and I, I, even, got, I got but, a decent Irish accent. That yeah, I do. and, I, and I, did tell, uh, I did tell Big Daddy yesterday, imagine telling a joke, right, and there's no- punchline to it or anything and people are just waiting and you just start rambling on and then i just walk away and then i said oh you mean the pink ping pong balls joke (laughs) yeah right and then if anybody wants to hear that joke i'll gladly tell it uh but you won't be happy no but if you have heard it before you love to have it you love to hear somebody else hearing it for the first time yeah so you hate hearing it for the first time but you love listening to the person tell it to somebody else for the first time. Yeah. Because then it feels like you're in on the joke. Correct. But I'm not going to let anything out now. you got to hear it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got to suffer for you got to suffer through that joke the first time yep. to enjoy me telling it to somebody else the second time. Yeah. I haven't told that one in years no. either. I should make, like, if I ever get Alzheimer's or something like that, I should write down all the good jokes I have. You should. You should probably start on that. Since yeah. you... You're you're deep into writing on other stuff. Yeah. So, Especially like your dreams and stuff like that. Oh, dude, I've got a new protocol I'm going to try this week. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know what it is next week, but there's three different uh, supplements that I was listening to a guy who's a neurochemist, chemist, neurochemist on Rogan, and he's got a cocktail of supplements and vitamins to take like an hour before bed like for better sleep deeper sleep but he's like you got to be careful with this one because it'll give you intense uh what do they call it when you feel a dream for real um lucid dreams so he's like you gotta it's ana anagen or anacinogen acinogen I'll let you know the cocktail after I take it for a week straight. Right. So next week, tune in for this. It's supposed to put you into sleep faster, put you into deep sleep faster, and in deep sleep you have, that's where you dream. Into your REM sleep. 
Yeah. Well, it's actually past REM sleep where okay. we have like lucid dreaming. Yep. So I'm going to test it out this week. Awesome. And I'll let you all know. Hey. But I got to keep a notebook by my desk so I can remember the dreams too. It's always nice to know that Big Daddy can be the. Uh, um, I'll be your guinea pig. I was going to say guinea pig <laughs> or even back then. Remember when they would always do that with monkeys, chimpanzees? Oh, yeah. When I mean, they would always try, like, <laughs> all of the... I'll be your monkey. <laughs> I'll be your monkey. Like, if you watch some of those old videos uh, back from, like, the 60s where they used all these chimpanzees as uh, uh, they, they, you know, tested out all of the... Um, well, not only... Like, they did all of, like, LSD and stuff. Like, they did them on humans, but before they did them on humans, they, they you know, did them on chimpanzees and, like, monkeys and shit like that. So you get to, like, watch some of those old 60s, you know, research videos. Yeah. So, all right, all back right, to yeah. The media of the <laughs> yeah <week. right. laughs> Matt Rife. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Before we get out of here, we can talk about this one last thing. Um, porn, dude. Dude, it's so funny. It's so fun, and there's there's so much. Like there is so much porn. Like you've never been to the last page on Pornhub ever. <laughs> No, right? If you have, you're disgusting. Like, that shit is so deep. Like, Google doesn't go that deep. And what's crazy about it to me is just the fact that, like, like, there's so much, right? Like, there's millions of people who have had sex on the internet. Like, it's in the palm of your hand all day, every day. It's so accessible. And, like, you've never met any of these people? That's not weird to you? They're among us. Like, you've never been in Whole Foods and been like, you look so familiar. Like, how? happen and i just love because there's so much like people have to get innovative about it man like there's so many good categories dude i find <laughs> okay, ah okay there was one i came across a couple weeks ago not literally um no, that's a poor poor choice of words so right, it was a couple weeks ago i get home after like a mildly long day and i'm i'm doing that and, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling, scrolling, looking for a new one. And, like, you know, you've been like, seeing it, seeing it. And like, I, find, I finally fucking find one. Like, I don't, I don't recognize the fucking thumbnail for it. So I'm like, all right, click on it. And let me just start this with, like, I don't know how to cook at all. Not a fucking clue. Wouldn't even attempt it. Like, I know nothing about cooking. So the video starts off, it's this dude, he's got like the camera, like very like POV angle, right? Let's not be fucking children, you know what that means. It's his point of view the entire time. And the video starts out with his POV of him cooking eggs, right? And I can't cook eggs, have never tried to cook eggs, but like, this wasn't it, you know what I mean? Like he's fucking these eggs up for like five to six minutes. And I'm just like, fuck, how, like how long is he gonna go? So for like five to six minutes, he's fucking these eggs up. And then like his stepdaughter like comes around the corner of the kitchen and is like, Ron, I really need my permission slip signed to go on this field trip. So he's just like fucking, how bad do you want to go to the zoo? So. <laughs> So she just starts sucking his dick because how else do you get to the zoo? And so for the next 15 to 20 minutes, it's just him panning back and forth between her sucking his dick and him fucking up these eggs. He cooked them the whole time. I had to watch to be like, is it an omelet? Like how far 
Why is he gonna fucking go? <laughs> so impressed like I had always wished I could meet like a porn star like every guy kind of like fantasizes about like which one he would want to like you know hook up with in real life but like you don't always want to meet your heroes bro <laughs> I, I met a porn star last summer it was like meeting Bigfoot like they just don't think it's gonna happen my roommate and I we were walking to get lunch right in North Hollywood like two blocks from my house and as we were going into the restaurant coming out of the restaurant this beautiful girl right we both turn we see her we recognize her it's um it's Lisa Ann who, ladies, she's like, like the number one porn star in the world. Guys, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. My roommate sees her, loses this shit. He's like, dude, 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 dude. You know who that is? I was like, yeah, I have a right arm. I know who that is. And he's like, totally fangirling out. He's like, will you take a picture for me? I was like, come on, don't be that dude. He's like, please, please, please. Fine, whatever. Hands me his phone, runs over to her, asks for a picture. She's very polite, you know, yeah, of course. Puts her on Miles' waist, they're posing. I got the camera. One, two, three, take the picture. He's like, you want one? I was like, oh, of course. So I, go over. <laughs> I go over, my roommate has the camera. She puts her arm around my waist, we're posing. My roommate has the camera, he's counting down. One, two, three, and on three, as he flashes the camera, she leans in and kisses me right on the cheek. And my roommate loses his shit. He's like, Like, I've seen her work. So I'm like, oh! Why? Like, that's attempted murder. Like, you can't be out here just putting Mandingo on people's faces, lady. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. My name is Matt Wright. That's so the first full out. bit I've heard from him. Otherwise, yeah. I only saw Instagram clips of him doing great crowd work. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like in the last year, he's finally like broke out to where he's even getting some like other comedians are talking about him just starting out like Bobby Lee and uh, Santino were talking yep. about him on. But they were talking about because he's a cute guy. He's in his early 20s. Yeah. Uh, good looking dude. I'm content in my sexuality. I can say that. Yes. But I remember seeing a porn star. And she, I mean, she wasn't like uh, Jenna Jameson, Tara Patrick level where right. everybody knew who they were. Like Lisa Ann, all guys know who Lisa Ann is. That's right. There was, I'm trying to think of her name now, but she came one week to the frontier. To dance? She, she was a porn star. Okay. But don't meet your heroes type thing. She clearly... Thought she was above everybody else, so I didn't. I didn't talk to her. I didn't tip her. I was like, "Fuck this bitch. These other people aren't my friends, and I'll gladly shake dice with them and buy them drinks because they're sitting next to me with their tits oh, out." Yes. And but it's weird, dude. I was in a very weird place <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the frontier because to this day, these girls that I knew back then are still friends with me on Facebook. I still message them every once in a while. Definitely say happy birthday. Okay. Like, they're genuine friends. But at the time, we were that friendly, and we'd be shaking dice, and they'd just have their tops off. And I'd be in the middle of, like, two girls shaking dice, and it's like, yeah. You... And it seemed fine and normal. Like, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I was, was this like... porn star? Was she from Wisconsin? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, well, I don't. I didn't do any history research. Well, I'm just... I just noticed her name, 
And then when I saw her, what was her name, dude? I'll look it up. Okay, but uh, I mean, she did some hardcore shit, and the reason I knew who she was is because she did a scene with Nina Hartley. Okay, which is like, isn't that like your top? She's your like, top. Milk okay, one? before before Ron Jeremy went to prison, he was the most recognizable. <laughs> yes, he most was. Like famous porn star in the world, right? You could figure he was not only the hairiest slash grossest, but he was the most well known. I mean, he was in he Hollywood did, movies. He was Christ in the sake. Boondock Saints. Yeah, he was in a couple other movies. He was in uh, Boogie Nights, wasn't he? Nina Hartley was in yes. Boogie Nights. Yes. Yeah, the guy. Uh, who's the dude? Um, the Dirk actor. Digger? The, no, the actor who was married to Nina Hartley and he oh, walked what, in with, with his wife, where she she was fucking everybody. Yeah, and it was Ron Jeremy was fucking her, wasn't he? Um, I was fucking her. No, I thought it was or, always younger guys that were fucking her. Probably, but anyway, uh, not Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, he's got like a middle initial or a middle name. He was in a movie called The Cooler. He was. He always played. He was in Fargo. He was the car salesman in Fargo. Oh yes. Uh, um. Yes, I know who you're talking about because that was his wife. Yeah, Nina Hartley was his wife in the movie, and she kept fucking everybody. He was like a porn producer or something. Uh, yes, he was. Um, let me look up this other girl now. It was uh, William H. Macy. William H. Macy's yes. wife was Nina Hartley in yep. Boogie Nights, and he walked in at a party, and she was getting doggy-styled, but she walked in as a guy was fucking her with her face like towards the door as he opened it up and he was just sad and he fucking closed the door. But I mean, if that's your wife, yeah, I don't know that I could date a porn star. No, I mean, actually I'm pretty open-minded. A lot of people now, I, I, cause I, I've heard porn stars talk. Like I used to listen to this podcast called, uh, Brian Redband did it when Brian Redband was the producer of the Joe Rogan experience like 10 years ago. Yep. And he did a bunch of other podcasts, and he did one with porn stars called, like, uh, it wasn't called Triple X Cast, but it was something like that. Like, But anyway, him and Dana DiArmond, who's a very famous porn star, um, she, she was actually a brilliant marketer. She right away jumped on the website called theinternetsgirlfriend.com, and that's... That's been her website forever. Right. Now she's a MILF, obviously, because she's gotten older. She's very hot, but damn, she's done some fucking... She's done shit like the... Remember when I showed you Belladonna doing the baseball bat? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's done shit like that, where it's like, yeah, I'm not into that shit, but uh, she's very beautiful. But she's hilarious, too. So um, And I think she did a podcast for... not. I don't know if it was Playboy or Penthouse, but anyway, she's... She's pretty hilarious, but she's also crazy, so I could never date her. But I'm pretty open-minded. Like, if that's your job, I don't know if I could date a girl like that or not. It'd be really tough to say that. Because I've heard those porn stars being like, when you go on set and do it, it's... Right. It doesn't... It's nothing to them. It's like putting a finger in your ear to get fucked. Well, they they did say then, too... um, uh, they did also say, well, I forgot what her name is, uh, but this there's a girl that's uh, especially open-minded about the stuff that she does, and people ask her a lot of questions. I, I want to say her name is Sylvia Sage. Is there so, a porn Sylvia star? Sylvia Saint back in the day. Uh, all right. Uh, 
there's so many. I mean, Sin Sage. I'm sorry. Maybe it might be yep, yep, or Sage one. Sin. Yeah. Okay. So she she has like a thing where she uh, she's on a podcast and people actually ask her questions and she's like upfront with it. Like, um, oh yeah, you got to tell anybody you're dating right away. Otherwise, right. it's going nowhere unless you expect exactly. it to be a one night stand. Uh, and so she's like she's very open about the things that whatever uh, you know about the industry that she does work in. And like you were talking about, like some porn stars, you know. They know that, you know, what they've done, but they've actually went on to, you know, better themselves, I guess you or not what like Mia Khalif is a sports right. uh, person. Like now. a marketing like kind of thing. Like look at Lisa Ann. Yeah. I Lisa mean, Ann was the smartest porn star like one of them because she got out at the right time. And she was producing for the longest time. She had her own company. Exactly. She was the head of the uh, I forget what company it was, like Red Light District or something like that. Yeah. And so, like, she's all into that. She's in on these all these major podcasts. Plus, she has her own, and she, then she's big into sports betting and all that. Like, and she has like a sports betting podcast. Yeah, where she has like these top guys from Vegas that are with her. And all she has to do is wear a fucking right bustier that shows off her tits while I have she's to talking say about she's sports. she personally. I think she's in my top five. Mm. I don't know if you would put her there, dude. But I, I watch so much porn. I've got so many. Like if now, I, like, have you ever done that to where all of a sudden every now and then you just look at a different thumbnail to see, oh, something that I haven't seen before? No. no. Like, especially younger chicks, I'm just not into it. Not into it at all. MILFs. 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 I am time. too, yes. The older you get, you find yourself in the MILFs. No, but I was always in the MILFs, even right. when I was younger. So, I don't know. That was just my, like I said on the last one, I'm like, I hope that doesn't continue. <laughs> like, when I'm like 50, I'm into 70 or <laughs> oh that would be horrible <laughs> I'm like god damn it what's wrong with me but or you know chick no i think i'm past that and it's either chicks my same age or like even when i had a had a tinder profile yep i did i like the age range was always 30 to 50 on my age range because i didn't want i didn't want any 20 fucking year old still doing shots at the bar type chicks to date for real um raquel darian i think is the name of the girl okay anyway she was at the frontier and i didn't even fucking tip her or talk to her or anything some old guys were there like two old dudes who were just dropping a shit ton of money on her and i was like fuck that i'm gonna sit here with my friend luscious and scarlet and <laughs> i ended up making out with both of them at the same time well here's a little funny thing uh one of the one of the best moments of my whole life <laughs> There's actually, I'm sure you ran into a porn star before she became a porn star. I don't know, maybe you might, maybe might not have. We know a girl who did some porn back in the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's, uh, this one was from Marion, and she went and moved to Hollywood. Oh, really? And she went, yeah, she went to Marion High School. And back then, we were in the same conference, the CWC with Marion. And she's 39 years old. Oh, so my same age. Yep. And So uh, I would have played football in Marion. Do you know the name of the porn star named Charlie Lane? No, but I know others that have used the last name Lane. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Case, Chasey Lane. Chasey Lane was a yep. famous, famous yeah. porn star. But yeah, her name was Charlie Lane, and she's like, she was like semi, I mean, <clears throat> she's in a lot of movies, but uh, yeah, she decided then to like leave right before senior year. Like, okay. So, so if I was she's going, from Marion. So I was going top five. Yep. Top five porn stars of all time. Nina Hartley's got to be number one okay like if i saw her today even though she's like 60 something i'd be like can i give you a hug just for all the good times you've given me (laughs) 
and I'm you sure she through would. Some hard times. Uh, thank you very much. Get it, <laughs> uh, Gianna Michaels. I don't know if you know who that is. Yep. Oh my God, talk about a fucking. She kind of looks though that she she's like crazy, like but she awesome like, crazy. Like, like she wants it like so hard, and sometimes. Every... But she's done some fucking central things to her. I'm just like, God damn it, she's so beautiful. She's like a goddamn Viking woman, but she was redhead too. Um, she's up there in my top five. Tara Patrick when she was younger before she got all the plastic surgery. Um, Jada Fire. Holy fuck. Jada Fire is something else. And then maybe like Vanessa Blue or Osa Lovely. Osa Lovely is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. She does she's got like, a very distinct, um, her face. Yeah. She's so fucking beautiful. Black slash Asian. Mm-hmm. That's like that model I keep showing you, Manifa Jansen. Yeah. She's got a face like that. Holy fuck. Manifa Jansen's probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. She's a model, and she does, like, some singing or some shit, but she's horrible at that. <laughs> Make your money off your looks, girl. <laughs> but she's, like, a softcore nude model. Now, would you rate – now, would you put hardcore – okay, let's just say um, porn stars, softcore, and, like, the Skinamax ones, are you putting them kind oh. of, like, together – so like even no, if, no, no, even if they put, do hardcore porn and then the one does softcore, if can, you're you, can in, you put like in your list? No, if I'm thinking porn star, it's hardcore, full <laughs> okay. penetration, full penetration. Um, if I'm going that direction, then it's Monifa Jansen. Remember a girl named Aria Giovanni back in the day? Uh, Dude, look up a picture of Aria Giovanni right now. Ari, Aria, Aria, A R I A, A R I A Giovanni. Yep. She is also one of the most beautiful Italian girls I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. She was so beautiful. Aria Giovanni. And here she is, American erotic actress. Yeah, she was a nude... 45 years old. She was a nude model for the most part, but then she did a little soft chord stuff in okay. her later... I can see that. Oh yeah, my God, her back she, in the day? Oh, yeah. Back in the day, she was the most... Like, when I was, like, 19, 20. She looks like a naughty little girl. She... Well, <laughs> she's so fucking... Yeah, she's sexy. Holy shit. Look her up, guys. Yeah. And girls. Like, I mean, for softcore, if I had to go to the top softcore, uh, there's only two, really. Uh, one, uh, my, my number one would have to be Shannon Tweed, which uh, okay. is uh, Gene Simmons' wife. Yeah. Uh, and then Nikki Fritz would be number two. Mm. Monifa Jansen. Yeah. Number one. She's so fucking gorgeous. Jada Jacobs is another. Okay. Holy shit. Look up a picture of her. Jada Jacobs? Yeah. J-A-Y-D-A, uh, Jada Jacobs, and then Aria Giovanni, and there was this uh, Mexican girl. They did a Vice documentary on her called The now, Watermelon. Is that, Jade, is that Jada Jacobs? I is can't she, tell. Is she, is she black? She's very black. Okay, here it is. Yep. Jade, All right, yeah. She's fucking... Holy whole, shit, look at the cans on that. Her whole face, body, everything. Yeah. Just like, good God. Uh, who was I just talking about? Ari Giovanni, and then, oh, the Vice documentary, The Watermelon Woman. Yeah. Her name, just look that up once. Which one? Just look up uh, Vice, The Watermelon Woman. Her name, she was from one of the Central American companies. She had the best ass anybody's ever seen in my entire life. Holy shit. <laughs> What's her real name? It's like Anna or... They call her... 
they call this Bra- she's Brazilian. Yeah, Brazilian chick. Um, Best ass I've ever seen er- anywhere. Andressa Soros. Andressa Soros. Yeah, that's it. Andressa Soros. Holy sh- She later did a Mexican Playboy shoot. Okay. Jesus Christ. So she'd be in the softcore top five. And then to round it out, I don't know. Not really into softcore. I'm sure there's a bunch. I'm sure, yeah. There's, but yeah, hardcore talking. Jada, Jada Fire, Gianna Michaels, Nina Hartley. You want to go way back? Well, Kate Parker. Yeah, more, more or less. It's it's the girls that help you through maturity. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Oh my God, I remember this other girl. Uh, what the fuck was her? Joanna Storm. Holy shit, that chick was crazy. (laughs) That girl was crazy. Literally, she was. She fucked like a goddamn demon on <laughs> on camera. We did comedian of the week. All yes. right. <laughs> Let's get past this porn before I get. I can only get so erect. Right. <laughs> Moving on to the old 1991 upper deck baseball Jesus cards. Christ. You know when you're having you probably sex got and you're somebody... trying not to come. Let me think of baseball stats and shit like that. <laughs> Well, Shannon's supposed to ejaculate 20 times in three months now, so you're welcome, Shannon. So in about five days, that should be over, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, another Boston Red Sox uh, sticker card yeah. for you. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my other Trapper Keeper. Yeah. Now we got three of them, so you can put one up at a venue. You can save one for yourself and put one on your Trapper Keeper. I'm going to put one on the woman that signifies that she's mine. <laughs> Do you have sticker. a flag? No, but I put the Red Sox sticker on her. All right. Scott Scudder of the uh, Cincinnati Reds. We got Frank White of the Royals. We have uh, Dave Allison of the Athletics. So far, it's hot garbage. Rafael Parmero. Hey, look at that. He's a Hall of Famer. And Ranger? Was, yep. In front of the uh, Congress saying he didn't do steroids. <laughs> oh, God. The Mitchell Report yep. of uh, Dave Butcher of the Toronto Blue Jays. Barry Larkin of the Reds. Hey, that's He's a, a that's, star. That's a good one. From the Brewers, Franklin Stubbs. I have no idea. He's a big boy. What position do you play? First, <laughs> does he got a does he got first big dip and chew in his mouth, too? <laughs> I don't know, but he's swinging. Uh, let's see. Mitch Williams from the Phillies. Steve Bedrodian of the Twins. Holy shit, I don't recognize a lot of these guys. Pat Borders of the Blue Jays. Hey, checklist. A 701-750. All right, for the Cubs, we have Heathcliff Slocum. Uh, okay. Uh, for the Yankees, Alan Mills. We've got a... Oh, this is a cool fucking collector's choice. Is that who I think it is? Nolan Ryan? No, oh. Roberto Alomar. Of the Orioles. No, this was where the Padres, so it was really? er, early years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's a good one. He was mostly known, though, with the Orioles. Yeah. And the last card, Greg Swindell of the Indians. So I got... Your best card is the, Robo- the Roberto Alomar. Or Rafael, oh, Rafael Palmero. Palmero, yeah. That, that, the yeah. Roberto Alomar is pretty good. Yeah. So I got two really good ones. All right. Hall of Famers. So you have that. All right. So for our sticker on this one, we have the Detroit Tigers. There to go. Yeah, there we go. No, 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 no. Cecil Fielder. Yes. And uh, Prince went over there then, too, after the Brewers. 
All right. Um, our team right now here for the Pirates, Bill Landrum. Nope. Then next for the Astros, Luis Gonzalez. Not a bad one. Yeah. Brian Downing of the Rangers. Then we've got Rick Sutcliffe of the Cubs, who looks like he's uh, – <laughs> He literally looks like he's looking at somebody that's doing something bad, and he's just laughing. He's got a giant chewing on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vance Law from the uh, Athletics. We've got uh, Don Manley. Yankees hey, one. there you go. There's yeah, a good one. There's a good one right there. Uh, Steve Steve Farr from the Yankees. Uh, Vince Coleman from the New York Mets. Another Vince Coleman right next to it. Same card. Right, Same card? Right next to each other. That's bullshit. Well, I know these aren't repackaged right. oh, yeah, because yeah, they're you know flipped that. around and upside down. Yep. And... All right. Uh, Ozzy Canseco from the Athletics. Ozzy Canseco? Who the fuck is Ozzy Canseco? He's sitting next to Jose Canseco in this. Really? Is this like one of those screwed up cards where they screwed it up? No, because I saw Junk Wax Sal have an Ozzy Canseco on his. Yeah, dude. Like, he's sitting right next to Jose in the picture. Well, put that in the good pile just in okay. case. Yeah, you never know. Maybe they were trying to make an Ozzy Guillen and a Jose Canseco, and together they, they built. They never played together. <laughs> no. Uh, Bud Black, who is now a uh, manager. Uh, Candy Maldonado from the Brewers. And then it is Wally Whitehurst of the Mets. Uh, and, oh, what do we got here? Collector's Choice, and I think I know who it is. Matt Williams, which. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not Giants. bad. Giants? Yep. And then it's Tim Walwick of the Expos, and that's it. No, nah. you win. Yeah, I'd say with the Barry Larkin kicker. <laughs> only if Ozzy, only if this Ozzy Canseco was a screwed up card and it was worth like a thousands of dollars, yeah. then that's but it ain't right. <laughs> you know what we forgot to do? I know you pointed to it before. We forgot to pick our supper club for April. That's right. So let me grab the old poker chips and. See, we are going to, for your birthday, we're going to go to the Stone Arch and then see Big J Okerson yep. afterwards, but that's not a supper club. Right. So, let me dig in here and see what other one we should go to in April. How about Matthew's Supper Club in Clintonville? Clintonville. In Clintonville. Hey. Yep. There's our next one. Yep. I've been to that one. Very, I have very not. good place. Even when they, uh, I was there before they added on, and even after the addition was done. Very, very good place. Best thing about it is we're we're gonna tell you right now, um, the <laughs> the owner of it, who's the bartender, he seems like one of those old school like, hey, what the fuck you doing here, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But he's a really nice guy. I mean, that he just kind of got that attitude. So when we go there, if he's in that kind of attitude, it's not because he's. It's I'll, just it's just how he is. He's been like that his whole his whole life. I'll tell him a joke. He'll be fine. <clears throat> he's a big hockey fan. Oh yeah, he's got hockey memorabilia all over no the bar. No shit, yes. I'm gonna fucking love it then. Yeah, I mean I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I'm more of a hockey fan than just about everybody else in this town. Well, <laughs> that is true. I mean you're a big fan of the Flyers. Yeah. How, the question is is how did you end up getting hooked on in hockey? I guess the the Philadelphia Flyers. The well, first off. The only people who I knew who were into hockey either like the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, or wasn't another one. Uh, well, wasn't the L.A. Kings? I mean, no, no, no. It was all like around, Colorado Avalanche, wasn't it? No, no, no. Like around the bordering states, oh, so like okay. Minnesota Wild. I knew a couple guys who liked them when I went to uh, visit Groff, and I was friends with these guys. 
over in River Falls. But Minnesota Wild didn't come out actually until what, maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, but I didn't get into hockey till about fifteen years ago. Okay. Um, or everybody was a Red Wings fan because yeah. they were winning, and everybody was a Blackhawks fan when they won the Stanley Cup a few years ago too. But I watched when I was like, I want to cheer for a team, but there's none in Wisconsin, and I don't want to cheer for a Canadian team. And I, I watched a documentary called The Broad Street Bullies, and it was about the Flyers and how in the 70s they won championships basically beating the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> they had more penalty minutes, and uh, they had a enforcer called Dave Schultz. Okay. And Dave Schultz <laughs> was missing pretty much all of his teeth, and he was one of the baddest motherfuckers in hockey to get in a fight with. But all the whole team was badass motherfuckers in the 70s. And there's a documentary called The Broad Street Bullies. I recommend anybody go watch it. Um, but they also have a cool logo. I love the colors, black and orange. So I was like, that's going to be my team. And ever since I started cheering for them, they've sucked. But but they're still my team. So <laughs> I got... At least, at least they know that you're not riding the bandwagon. Yeah, Exactly. Which which will be great, like if they actually go to the Stanley Cup some year. That's kind of like me with my Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I've been a Red Sox fan since '91, back like, when Mo Vaughn and they or were like our uh, buddies Ben and Andy Cubs. If the Cubs ever go, we'll we'll be happy for them which, silently. <laughs> which they did. Uh, they won it back in what was it? They won it back what eight years ago? Yeah, we were like, okay, you can have it. You you deserve it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna wait, what eighty years to get to the Fucking, it was the only World Series appearance for them in their lifetime, so. Yeah. And I think the last time the Flyers went was, like, in the 90s. Oh, okay. And before that, it was the 70s, so. But I love the I love the logo. I love the atmosphere of the team, like, we'll beat the fuck out of you, if nothing else. <laughs> so, and I love the colors and everything, so. Philadelphia Flyers are my team for hockey, so. Oh. All right, then we are tied up two, two, and two. Me, you, and Robert All for right. cards. Awesome. I do not look forward to that punishment. No. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, <laughs> you've got to drink it during the show too, mm-hmm. so everybody can feel your pain. Well, you know, except for you crazy fucks that like IPAs. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, it's going to be before we do a would you rather or would you, you know. Yeah, or would you rather. We got yeah. your little card game. And of... since it's just me and you, I'm going to give you three of them today. Okay. All right. So here we go. First off, what did you know? I went and I decided to start opening up a new pack. The first card that came up, we've been talking about not only because uh, Shannon got his uh, nuts clipped and uh, Jason's got one ball bigger than the other. <laughs> this one has to deal with nuts. Torsion. <laughs> torsion, yeah. It's all about torsion. <clears throat> your hey. seminal vesicles. <laughs> and this is how it starts. Know your nuts. One male testicle is usually different than the other, but how? Is it the left testicle is a little hairier? Nope. The right testicle has more wrinkles? The mm. left testicle is bigger or the right testicle is bigger? My right testicle is a little bit bigger. Oh, you are correct. The right testicle yeah! is bigger. Uh, <laughs> see, it always pays to give yourself your own... Uh, Examination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> scroll to, scroll to I thought I had a problem for a little while because my right one was a little, like, not twice as big, but considerably bigger when I'd feel around. It's, it is him and his scrotus. Yeah, I call him Biggie Smalls. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Another one. Alfred Kinsey, do you know who he is? The name's familiar. He's the uh, founder of the Institute for Sex Research. 
Yep, he's my godfather. Yep. He was known for being able to shove this household item into his urethra. All right? I don't like this. <laughs> was it candles, carrots, toothbrush, or a TV remote? What the fuck? Those are all way too big. Exactly. But he shoved this into his urethra. Was it candles, carrots, a toothbrush, or a TV remote? I'd have to go candle. It was a toothbrush. Uh, God damn. There's yeah. easier ways to clean it, bud. How about a Q-tip? <laughs> Dude, trust me. You don't want to fucking... I don't. I sure as fuck don't want to. That's true. Or yeah, a I mean, I've had a, a Q-tip through the pee hole. A TV that, remote. A TV How is that remote even on there? there? Right. I, because uh, somebody would, you know, probably in their own mind, they're probably thinking to themselves a TV remote going in there. No, thank you. Can you just imagine just sitting there going, "I'm going to change the channel." A toothbrush. Oh yeah. That's still way Wait, too big. Is it the Brussels Brussels side in? I don't know. Oh. Well, you would th- no. I don't even want to <laughs> think about it. Next question, okay. please. <laughs> All right, here you go. Last one. If, you, if you're if you thinking of injecting yourself with a common spice, avoid this one because it could kill you. Is it nutmeg, cinnamon, cumin, or peppercorn? Huh. Could kill you. Yep. I injecting. Injecting. Well, you don't want to inject a whole peppercorn because that would get stuck in your blood. Right. Cumin... I mean, I eat cumin all the time. It's one of my favorite spices. Nutmeg or cinnamon? I know you can't do the cinnamon challenge because it's too much. Yep. I'm going to go cinnamon. Nutmeg. (sighs) Yeah. Don't put that too much on your French toast. (laughs) No shit. Or even in your uh, coffee or whatever. I don't know why anybody would want to mainline nutmeg. (laughs) (laughs) They were out of of heroin, so found, you know, nutmeg. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I got to write down our... All right, Matthew's Supper Club. Okay, yep. And then I will hit you with... I did think of a couple new ones, but I might save a couple for uh, your sister. Okay. Because there's some, there some good ones yeah. on that one. All right. Matthew's Supper Club in Clintonville is our next supper club. I where, Is that on the... Because uh, was, was there's like two in Clintonville we were going to go to. Ah, uh, there was Club Twenty Two, there was Matthews, and then there's the well, one that's only open during summer. Well, because I know that the one that was close to Clintonville, which is not open right now, it was Lake Air. Yeah, Lake Air is the other one, but they, it's not open. They, yeah. they said they're because they're from Milwaukee or Chicago or some shit now, so they're only open during summer. Because I remember so they're it. opening back up this summer. Yeah. Oh, so, because they said we're closing down for the season. Okay. So that implies that they'll open back up after Memorial Day. Most well, likely. that yeah, I guess you're going to wait and see if, you know, you'd figure that maybe in the summer they would because that is a big tourist area too around Cloverleaf Lakes. Yeah. A lot of people who have uh, houses around there. Plus, right? if they're living in far away, they don't want to. Right. For small business. Yeah. Like, not not that much business. If they, got a, if they bought the place off, why why open it and run it? If you're only going to be there four, five months out of the year anyway. Yeah. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you two. Here's a easy one. Would you rather have COVID or a very severe flu for a month or hemorrhoid for a year? So we're talking bad flu. Like you have to take several right. days off work. 
Or hemorrhoids for how long? A whole year. Oh. But that's just more of an annoyance for a whole year. Right. Like you could get used to the annoyance versus feeling like an absolute fucking horseshit for a whole month. You almost kind of feel like you would you go wall even if you had hemorrhoids? Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah. I've had I've it, never had hemorrhoids, so like, I guess I can't I've had it twice in my life and one time <laughs> <laughs> one time when I had it, it was probably the worst I ever had it. I actually went up to Eagle River with Ronnie Bilo for a weekend. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, not was it to the point where like you drank you you totally forgot you had it? Like when you were be out or do you still have like that pain? It was always an annoyance, okay. but you were just like, whatever, I'm still going to go out and have a good time. Um, but it was it was bad. I kind of feel like I would just take the uh, feeling like shit, like kind of COVID for a month. Having gone through it, both of them, I'd probably... Uh, I'd probably take the COVID too, because... I mean, six weeks is usually how long a hemorrhoid will last. Yeah. But to go through a whole fucking year, <laughs> yeah, that's a long fucking time. Could you imagine if all of a sudden you're like, this is going to be my chance to do it. Well, yes. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, fuck that hemorrhoid. Every time you take a shit, it's like a mouse trying to get through one of those mazes oh, to get to the cheese. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'd probably take the COVID Talk about too. self-inflicting injury. Yeah. Hey. Well, I don't. I think it was actually when I was lifting weights a lot, and I strained too hard lifting weights, like okay. doing uh, deadlifts. No, that's no, that's you know how they have like hemorrhoid cream. Does that work? It just numbs it for a little while. It doesn't. And if you got one like I had, which is right on like your O ring, oh, <laughs> like you can't get inside to fucking squeeze that fucking. Paste in there. Now, so. now, did you have to where you had to like have like a pillow? Because I know like there's no, no, no. To, like, a it was cushion. never that bad. No, okay. I'm fat enough where my ass is a good enough <laughs> cushion. A good enough cushion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the other one. Okay. Would you rather share your porn search history with all of your coworkers and friends, or with your parents? <laughs> I would rather share it with my friends and coworkers. <clears throat> Like even the coworkers you don't like. Yep. <laughs> like every. Because I can one tell you right now what my search would be of. I can. I'll tell you right now. It, it's it's milf slash stepmom shit. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it's it's like you said. It's a thing that you grow up with, and even the the, the effed up thing now is there's a lot of cream pie searches in my oh, okay. porn history. <laughs> but I mean, like, even like you were talking about, like you've been ever since you were younger a, a big fan of milf cream pie or. Uh, uh, stepmom stuff like that mm-hmm. to this day i am too but now realizing that the milf slash stepmoms are the same age as us yeah so so it's not like we're like going and like looking for barely legal shit you know oh, that that, yeah. that 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 does not get me out no when uh-uh. i when i see like the thumbnails of like yeah uh 18 year old i'm like ugh, fucking scroll past that <laughs> yeah. shit yeah and, and like, it's just disgusting too i'm like no thanks they're just they're just grabbing I don't, anybody well, i don't the like street. i don't like tiny petite girls no neither do so I. milfs were always like big voluptuous big tit like hourglass shaped yeah gals and i was like that's that's my deal that's right why there. i would say like <laughs> like seriously to tell you the truth like i would have to like i don't know why i mean i know that you don't but i literally i think that i put either 
uh, Jenna Jameson or Lisa Ann at my number one. I'm surprised because you always talk about Mexican chicks. Well, Mexican uh, Vanessa Veracruz is a big, huge one of yeah. mine. Yes. I'm trying to think of a Mexican chick. There was uh, Katie Cummings. She was a fucking hot, but now she's like, she's a little bit older and she gained like 100 pounds. She's doing like the fat, uh, oh, okay. like uh, niche porn. Yeah. She's still hot, but I don't know. Her, I was also. She was so hot back. And. Eva Angelina. Oh, Eva Angelina. Okay. Holy shit. She was one of the hottest like Latina chicks I've ever right. seen in my life. Yeah. But I think those are the only ones when I think of Oh, there was a there was a MILF Mexican chick called Mandy Flores? No. Okay. But I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Mercedes. Oh, Carrera. Yes, Mercedes Carrera. She <laughs> See, was look at this. We should just hot. have a porn show. <laughs> well, it's hilarious that when you talk to other dudes about right. porn, like they don't know who you're talking about. It's they like, fuck know. you, you know. They fucking know, all right? <laughs> you show a picture of Mia Khalifa to anyone, they know who it is. Yes. <laughs> and they, and, me, and the thing about Mia casting. Khalifa, she was only in porn for like three months. Yeah, well, yeah, less than a year. Yeah. But she was so fucking hot. It was yeah. ridiculous. And she did you, so much porn in those that you, year that you're You respected like, the damn near unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like Middle Eastern, I yeah. think. Yeah, she was. Because um, there was uh, that, uh, she did that one video where it was a threesome, I remember, and it was it got so much huge controversy, or controversy. Oh, because they had a Habib? They had a Habib, yeah. They were yeah. both in there. In I've the, seen that one yep. several times. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> she had like a biker boyfriend, and the yes, mom that started was it. Yep. sucking her, di- sucking his dick under the table. <laughs> it was so stupid. I know, like right? it could never happen. And in then real all life. of a sudden, she's like, "Maha, what are you doing?" Well, he needed his dick sucked. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, I got to show him what. He did. It almost makes you kind of think like the writers for some pornos are like, "Okay, this is what's going to happen." Oh, they're all right? coked up. They're yeah, just like, all right, you, uh, you suck his dick under the table. She won't notice. Well, they even <laughs> try to make some like they've even done like knockoffs of like DC and uh, Marvel comics. Oh yeah, those cosplay. <laughs> Ones. Yeah, and then they have like the CGI, you know, where yep. they're like, "Oh, I'm here to save the city." But oh, before I do, will they you did fuck a me? they did a parody once of the Avengers, and China yep. was She Hulk in it. Yeah, not very good. No, <laughs> China was not a good porn. Star. No, she wasn't. Well, she was also completely coked up too. Well, yeah, she was on uh, pills. Yeah, um, pills and alcohol, big methamphetamines. Time. Yep. But all right, enough porno talk. <laughs> we'll. Uh, Join you next week, That's unless right. you have anything else with uh, I don't, uh, your just saying next Jason. week. Yeah, next week Jason will come on and uh, we'll hear. I'll his clean story. up the basement a little bit. Okay, and then uh, <clears throat> the what? Two weeks after that. So then I figure. Well, so okay. So what is it? Next week is the twenty fifth, right? Yep. Okay, and then the week after, if you and Robert want to do this show together, yep. because and then I'll the be week gone. After that'll be I, Easter. Yeah, and then the week after we'll do that Saturday show with Sarah and Jill. At your parents yeah, at, at parents yeah, down in the bar. Sounds like a hell of a time. Yeah, Join us for all the upcoming stuffs. Love you. Why don't you go canoe into three rivers, you inbred fur traders?